Santas and a, and a Jesus, which is good. <laughs> As per usual, actually. It's been like that yeah. for a couple of years now, hasn't it? it yes, has. yeah. yeah. Should never never break custom. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. This is it now forever. It has to stay this way. Good. <laughs> I will start streaming then. Um, I've already updated Twitch, so I'll just give it 30 seconds and make sure we come up, and then I'll kick us in. Yeah, there we go. Also, my parents' internet's great. Yeah. So I'm in the oh, basement, good. and uh, I've got 250 megs down and 36 megs up nice. on a 39 millisecond latency. Yeah, like, that's better than mine. I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. that's normally Canada's garbage, but apparently when I moved them in here, I got them really good internet and totally nice. forgot Brilliant. I did. Nice. Good nice. Good job. Good job. And I bet they don't appreciate it. Uh, they, th- it this yeah. means that they've got their WhatsApps come in to my mom's phone. Mom's WhatsApps come and her watching YouTube must be really good in bed. Because <laughs> she's turned into one of those boomers. Nice. Oh, bless. No, it's, 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 it's worrisome. Uh, <laughs> She'll be like, I, I tried to buy some uh, shoes on Facebook for two pounds or two Canadian dollars. And they haven't sent them and it's been seven months. Yeah, <laughs> They've got my two dollars. That's the next WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the rest oh. of my mom. Oh, my mom! My mom won't buy anything <laughs> online. She she thinks the internet's all a scam, except for the Good. stuff that's informational and looks like a news article or something. Mm. It's like the worst of all yeah. possible worlds. None of the convenience. They yeah. still don't online bank, right? No. But, yeah, my but, mom doesn't. But, really? but it's like the trade-off is like, oh, good, because then she won't be scammed. If yeah. she's just like you know scorched earth internet, mm. then there's no chance of her getting scammed, which is good. <laughs> which I'd probably prefer. The, the convenience of just comes being able on the to door. do things online for a Lucy, yeah. help me. She, <laughs> she does that anyway. She's like, is this email real? I'm like, don't look at it. Don't stare at it too hard. Yeah. Brilliant. It'll burn your retinas. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. We didn't discuss how many beers we were going to do. Uh, I've got two. I've, I've got okay. two. I can be flexible. Three, ooh. I can also once well, yeah. I mean, go. it's it's also one thirty p.m. I don't need to have three beers, <laughs> <laughs> but, but one could. Yeah, <laughs> we'll say, I mean, well, I we should I should have waited for this question for Ben to like actually intro us, but now we just have a cold <laughs> open, uh, cold brewski open. Um, but I figure because it's such a driving city, as soon as you have one more than one beer, I'm stuck at home anyway. So why not have mm. three in the afternoon mm-hmm. or three by three? Three by three. That's probably what's yeah. going to happen. I may join you. That's so a healthy sentence a human says that doesn't have Good. alcoholism. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's eight thirty here, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a good yeah, way. I, I, good I'm way. drinking on home time. On home time. Oh yes, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um. Welcome everybody then to our end of year <laughs> show. Uh, it's Tanked Up. It's episode three hundred and ninety-one. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adil. Hey, and Lucy. Uh, I was going to say, what did they say in Canada? Ahoy there, fair matey. <laughs> they, Ahoy there, they fair matey. They live on the sea. Classic what? Canadian expression. <laughs> yeah. Ahoy there, hey matey. <laughs> What's a boot? Uh, that's closer to when I lived in Bristol, if anything. At least there's the piracy angle. That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, 
So it's our interview show. We are, as usual, going to go through uh, some of our top games and uh, um, almost a bit of a merger of an an, an end-of-year show this year. We're doing some categories and we're doing some top games as well. Um, there's, a, there's plenty of beers, as you've already heard. So let's get cracking into beers. Um, I'll come to one of you two first, just in case we hit three for you guys. Lucy, what are you um, starting with tonight? I'm going to go in at the deep end, and I'm going to just start off with a 10% Imperial Stout. Um, this is from Brewery Keys. Uh, it's the Barrel Project Peated, it says, of 2023. Peated? And it's aged peated, as in peat, bog, mm. peat. Mm. Uh, it's aged in, uh, how do you say, Islay? Isla. Islay. Islay. Uh, it's bar- it's barrel aging those barrels <laughs> for, for, for 12 months. Uh, this is just one I saw recently. I picked it from the bottle shop last week. Okay. So um, I'll quickly read the flavor text. Um, another perfectly balanced barrel project by Brewery Keys, because I do do a lot of stouts. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, bar- it's barrel aged in Islay. Already forgotten how to pronounce it. Barrels for twenty months. <laughs> this this black beauty will catch you by surprise. The barrels come from the beating heart of the island of Islay. Islay is known for its peated single malt whiskies. Try this imperial stout and taste the peated twist. Cheers. Yeah, ten percent. Cool. Uh, good. Nice. A good start. Cheers. Strong start. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. Um. Uh, well. Yeah. I thought it was a two beer podcast, and I was like, "Let's let's go hard immediately." So mm. we'll see how this goes and how slurred I am later. So that'll be fun. Um, whilst Lucy pours a deal, what are you drinking? Uh, I so I went to the liquor store because I'm in Canada. I'm at my folks' place. It's one thirty p.m. Uh, and so I went to the the um beer store near my parents' place, and everything was in four packs. And I was like. You don't sell singles, and then I saw that they had a discount cart. So I bought three beers from the discount cart because they're just a little old. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm I'm have a discount setup. If for those of you watching, you can see that I'm at a really weird angle because I'm on a Microsoft Circus Circus Surface. Uh, And I thought discount setup, discount beers. So the first one is I got um, (laughs) for three dollars Canadian, which is roughly a pound and a quarter or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it is from Prairie Dog Brewery. It's a blueberry lemon sour. It's only 3.3%. So this is why I brought three, because I figured this would yeah. be a really beer. Um, it's a light beer with lemon extract and artificial vanilla en- extract. It's a blueberry lemon sou- sour called You're Beautiful. And the impact of the tin isn't great, because, of course, it they've left this shiny part. So it's called You're Beautiful. And if you looked in the heart, it'd be your face. Your distorted face on a round ten. Um, yeah, I will try and take a picture to show you how this is good at concept and kind of terrifying in <laughs> practice. Uh, true Alberta craft. It's I, I say yes. Prairie Dog Brewing. Uh, this beer is You've for had everyone. Them before on this podcast, Prairie Dog. I'm have I? Sure. I can't remember yeah, if I I'm have. Pretty sure. Like, um, the name. Mm, you know, they've got a, a yeah. you got a little Prairie Dog with a beer symbol. Kind of cute. Yeah. 
This beer I is think for... I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure you had Prairie Dog on before. So, this beer is for everyone. This beer is for you. We put a mirror on this label to reflect diversity, equity, and inclusion through our beer. A modern kettle sour style, this beer is highly tart and crackery with a huge burst of juicy blueberries, lemon, and a hint of vanilla. Enjoy this beer with Havarti cheese, spinach salad, fruit, and custard tart, or spontaneous picnics. Okay. For each batch we brew of this beer, a donation will be made to Calgary Outlink. And then you can see the the new price on the barcode. Perfect. Amazing. Also, I couldn't find where my dad keeps yeah. the beer mugs, so I am using the beer the the glass that we used to fight over as kids. We had a very idyllic childhood. My, me and my sisters rarely fought, mm. except over this. I don't know if you can see. It's a Batman okay. Forever <laughs> McDonald's glass. <laughs> There's brilliant. Wow. And there, see, because he fought the Riddler. The Riddler, yeah, good. Man, I don't know if you can tell, but there's a batarang going all up the, uh, like the grappling batarang all are up the uh, handle. But if I had that, every beverage I drink would be drank out of that. I mean, <laughs> hence why we kidding. used to fight I'm over not it. Not even kidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, my my sisters were very kind, caring. Uh, like one of them, like they were very, almost martyrs to like doing too much for their siblings. But the 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 glass was the thing where it was like, nope, yes. this glass is amazing. <laughs> And that's why we still have it. Like, oh man! Yeah. The, the, also, yeah, just 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 to be clear, McDonald's. I'm surprised it's lasted oh, wow, that, that long. Wow, that looks like yeah. Uh, uh, that looks like pure crystal yeah. kind of top 19... shelf glass. Oh, it's, um, it's, oh it's because it's from 1995. Oh yeah, when they made things that lasted 95. back then, rather than the tat. That also, they made. It was made in France. I'd never noticed that. You can't see it probably, but on the very bottom it says made in France. Anyway, so so we might not be able to see the the color as well. <laughs> but you will Drink see champagne out of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Drink all the things. Um, weirdly Good. someone on Facebook um, posted a meme that had this glass. I was like Oh, really? Oh yeah, I under and the meme was about how awesome the glass was, and it's like, yep, no, I get it because I'm currently <laughs> drinking out of it because I'm visiting my visiting my parents, and we've never got rid of it. I I mean, I made sure when I packed their house up two Januarys ago that um that it was part of the stuff not being donated because mm, mm, it would be nice. a crime. Good, good. Um, that several beers may appear in that glass then. Um. I have got I've got two beers this evening. I've got two glasses. Uh, nowhere near as exciting as Batman, but uh, <laughs> I am my first beer. I am drinking a collaboration. It is one of New Bristol Brewery's um, winter stouts. But this is a collaboration with Left Handed Giant. It's a salted caramel espresso martini Ooh. stout. It is seven percent. Uh, there's a tiny bit of flavour text. The hops are East Kent Goldings. Uh, this says salted caramel and coffee beans have been shaken, not stirred, to create the ultimate liquid indulgence. Smooth, creamy, and superbly decadent. So, yeah. It's a, Ooh. I like a bit of decadence. Oh, Alfred on a moose. I, I always like their, um, their can art. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's roll all the way back round to you, Lucy. How's the beer? Uh, yeah, it poured quite pretty with like like a honeycomb um, kind of head, quite mm. frothy. Um, dissipated a bit, but yeah, the, the smell is uh, strong. Definitely getting, ooh, definitely getting that whiskey off those uh, off the barrel age. Yeah, 
but yeah, um, like really bitter dark chocolate on the on the on the aroma, and yeah, just like, oh, like almost motor oilish kind of smell off the off the top. Was it? Is it like that, that in is, its um, body? Yeah, it's 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 got a decent body, but it's not as viscous as the smell would suggest. Because that's right. what I was worrying off the the aroma. Just like, is this gonna taste like treacle? But no, it's it's um it's, it's barely got any carbonation, but it still feels quite quite light. Okay. In in as much as a ten percent <laughs> stout can feel mm. light, it, it, the mm. The mouthfeel is quite is thinner than you'd expect. It's still got a decent amount of body and heft. Um, Flavor-wise, I think it's very it creeps in because a lot of the of the of the top is like almost ashy cigarette smoke taste. It's like there's a right. lot of peat in there. Mm. Yeah, off the bat, that's really strong. That's really cigarette-y. But after that, and maybe when my palate like acclimatizes to it, maybe that won't feel as jarring. Maybe, but... maybe a bit more sort of smoky rather than quite as yeah. sort of ashy. Maybe it's just the the, the yeah. Air. yeah. Yeah, but that smokiness is definitely there. But it's not it's not as quite acrid and astringent mm. as I'm probably describing. But I think yeah, after that, after that initial shock and taste, it's like then you can feel other things creeping in, mm-hmm. like um, like that chocolate, maybe even like even the hint of vanilla. But that smokiness is the top layer of what I'm tasting. I think give me some time because it is quite a strong taste, but it isn't like some beers where it's like, oh, they've gone for that smoke and it's completely overwhelming mm. Mm. this feels like there is some depth and there's some backbone to this okay. that I'm not quite tasting yet but it will come to the the front uh, a little bit later but cool. well, we'll, 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 it's, we'll roll it's through. very strong mm. at the moment <laughs> yeah. right. roll through our beers and, and have a check in yeah. uh, at the end of the yeah, section so, um, mm-hmm. I do Good beer. Hey. the sour yes the blubbery lemon sour Mm. Um, immediately well, it's very on the, red. Uh, it's very red. Yeah, <laughs> Al- almost looks like um, that. Looks like a kid's fruit drink, punch. You know, yeah, Batman it looks like cup. fruit kid. <laughs> Batman cup fruit punch. This is exactly okay. Uh, you've you've made a point. I need to. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I mean, it also smells quite fruity and tart. Um, so maybe not a fruit punch, but like like a fruit punch. Someone put grapefruit juice in a little bit. Um, mm. I do like the lemon is coming out in the nose even, which is good to get a little bit of that slightly almost fake lemon smell, but it's just a small peak. Oh, that's super refreshing. This is exactly what you want to start at 1.30 nice. p.m. drinking because it doesn't feel like you're having <laughs> <Nice>. a beer. <laughs> for, so for a 3.3%, a light beer, um, the lemon extract is doing a lot the vanilla is quite light and only on the um, on a bit of the finish. And it actually only sort of appears after the main taste leaves. And there's a moment um, where 
in the finish where the lemon the lemon has faded a bit and you get that vanilla but then the sour um and a bit of the malts come in mm. and sort of push that uh, vanilla back out which is great because it means the vanilla's there and it's just there's a moment where it's sort of at the forefront but it doesn't it's not like everything fades away and you're left with the vanilla taste because i think that would be a little much um this is i mean it, this is the kind of beer that I would have rather than a purely non-alcoholic because it has taste. It's got depth. Right. Um, was it it even has more... 3.3. 3, so right. Insanely sessionable. Mm. I could have four pints of this and still be... Three pints of this and still be behind Lucy's beer by 0.1%. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> it, it does taste a bit thin um, in the sense of like it just doesn't... It's It's just doesn't have the alcohol in it so it doesn't have that viscosity mm-hmm. but there's enough going on it's it, i think the key here is they've made it like they said it's this kettle sour and it's highly tart and that tartness is quite forward and so it compensates for a weaker beer it's got a big taste um and because it's a sour that's what you want to lean into i think sometimes you get these um sours which lean more into the beeriness um and to their detriment mm-hmm because it's just, it, I mean, there's a reason why sours are super popular with people who don't like the beer taste. Because often when they're both forward, it can clash. Yeah. And this yeah. just, to be honest, this tastes um, really good. And I, it, a little a little too much like juice until, it, like, if I kept drinking sips throughout, like, uh, without, if I kept replenishing, I would miss the fact that it is more beery because it's just a couple moments in that finish that, like, make mm. it, the malts come through. So you could easily just pound this back and be like, I had... A sparkling fruit punch, um, but by taking a little more time, you you get that beer through, which is really good. Uh, so otherwise, I think I'd have more of a complaint. Um, sure. I don't unfortunately have Havarti cheese. Um, also, I'm vegan, mm. um, <laughs> but uh, I could I could find a spinach salad or a spontaneous picnic to try the rest of this out on. But I think I'll just use the my flight of fancy and imagination and <laughs> drink it with us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I so I, I suspect just based on how big that, that next sip I took was that um, I'll be off pace with you guys, but get through my three with your twos. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. We will we will check in and make sure that we yeah. are yeah. keeping track of where everybody is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To round us out then, or maybe coming back to Lucy potentially in a moment, um, the new Bristol left-handed giant um, collab. It's lovely. That, I mean, I haven't sipped it yet, but just the nose. It's just so sweet. It's, it's that salted caramel coming straight off. A lovely, lovely nose to it. Is it maybe it's, it is a little sweeter than you would kind of maybe think of for, for caramel, but be interesting to see what that might be because with an espresso martini, expect it to be maybe a bit more roasted kind of in the, in the nose as well, but I'm not getting much of that. Mm. But it's definitely very, uh, um, very caramelly, but. Oh, we'll go back in for a second one in a moment. But you can see very similar to, to Lucy's beer, um, incredibly dark. Had a slightly brown, frothy sort of head to start with, which has dissipated really, really quickly. Um, a little bit, a little bit light, maybe in the body for for seven percent. Doesn't quite have a a heft to it. It's a bit more maybe a bit more oily than mm. kind of viscous. I think for this. Um, 
What what else was in it? So, uh, barley, oats, wheat, salt, caramel, essence, coffee. Okay. Um, mm. But flavour-wise, um, mm-hmm. you get it. You do get a little bit of that salted caramel. The nose is the big punch of salted caramel. But in the flavour, it's much more espresso martini. Okay. Okay. And I think it's you're hit first with that kind of coffee but it's, <clears> it's more of a I, I suppose it, it's more of a, like a, an iced kind of you know flavor coffee to it rather than a big roasted kind of note there's a little bit of bitterness in there as well and that's when the salted caramel kind of creeps back in so it's nice and sweet caramel flavor on the nose when you drink it you get that big kind of iced coffee sort of hit first and then your 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 as it as it bitters uh, um, that salted caramel sort of comes back in a little bit. You definitely get that that the the, the salt first kind of mm. precludes the caramel, just that touch of sweetness coming back in right at the end. And rather than it being sort of a bitter finish, it's quite nice that you get this kind of like sweep towards a slightly sweeter end to it as well. So it's a very well rounded and very well worked set of flavors into this beer to make sure that you're kind of not just getting one or the other that actually they they work together quite well and Mm. i think it's a beer where i'm i i am going to kind of luxuriate over a little i'm not going in to to supper i know the 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 beer i had the previous new bristol brewery um collaboration end of year stout that i had was a little dry and i was going back to it more and more and more Uh, this this is dry much less than that previous bit. Uh, this 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 just allows the flavour to sit a little bit more, and for you to kind of just take it in really and experience mm. the finish. And, and I'm you know I've been talking and I'm not instantly drawn to go back to my beer yet. It's not right, it's not right. dry enough that I'm like oh, I I need something. Um, but it, it's very much kind of like oh I should have another one okay. And then you you <laughs> go through that flavour again. You're like. Oh, I think, yeah. yeah, this this works very very yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I may return to it as the flavours evolve a little bit more mm-hmm. um, yeah. as we sort of come through the episode. But Lucy, we'll, we'll touch back on on you for the, for yeah. the keys. Yeah, because um, when I said that it's it's not carbonated, but it has a like kind of thinness to its body almost. Mm. But I think that's because I had a look at back and there was something like kind of quite light and I don't know if zesty is the right word um, at the beginning okay. I had a look and it's like it's got sriracha ace hops in it oh wow. and yeah which not expected because I was like this is like surprisingly drinkable even though you, I think I have acclimated to that smoke now but it's like even still it's still got quite a bit bit of smokiness that peatiness to mm. it but it's still quite drinkable okay. And I think it's that Sriracha Ace just, just bringing everything like to a lighter level, like almost in the taste profile, and just not having everything dragged down by, like those smoky malts and everything. So I think that's what I mean. That's the only thing that I can think it is. But it's like, oh, at the very start, now that I've got a use of the smoky part, mm. it's like, oh, it's a little bit of a light kick in there. So, yeah, but. It's it's really good. It's really. I mean, brewery keys are very good. So yes, but, yeah. 
to be expected, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, sometimes you just get a beer, smoked beer that is just too far gone. Yeah. You know, like a Rausch beer, and it's just like, not made by Germans, and mm. it's, it's like, oh dear, you went too far off the deep end, and this is almost undrinkable and unpalatable, but this is, <laughs> this is, um, whilst very smoky, it's, it, it's got so much layered depth to it that I haven't even explored yet. Nice, so. good. Yeah, good. really good. Amazing. So let's let's explore these beers. Yeah. I think I've just seen you swig the last of your beer, unless there was any of the uh, of the oh. can left. But um, oh yeah, no, it's uh, there's plenty left in the can because okay. this uh, good, good, child's good. McDonald's cup okay. does not carry a pint. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred mils. <laughs> just looks like you're necking it constantly. It's just it's so like little black. in the glass. <laughs> I also have these giant mitts. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thimble. Perfect. Um, brilliant. So let's move into our, our kind of our awards show, as I'm now trying mm. to, uh, to to push it. We need a new awards show. The the, the game yep. awards, I think, game awards are gone. Massively. They're they're gone. Yeah. So we're going to talk about games wow. that we we enjoy. We're going to give some some awards out for for each of us. We'll talk about what our favourite games are for some for some categories, uh, and do what Jeff didn't do and say game industry has been absolutely fucking terrible this year. Yeah, um, really, really fucking bad. corporations so and all that sad. fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really put a damper on this year when yeah. everyone's been like, "Is this the best year for gaming?" It's like, no, no. Look how many people have been laid off. I don't care how good the games are. It's like it's not worth the human cost of it. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Um hopefully all of the games we're talking about um I think at least for some of mine uh, um come from studios and publishers that that like people that aren't just all about <laughs> profits and that, that, that treat yeah. their people nicely yeah. but we'll you know i'm sure our, our, our studious listeners will let us know if we've mm. we've missed um that we've, we've announced a game which we really like and they're like no don't play that anymore sorry yeah. that, that those people are awful um yeah i'm sure this is I'm the sure next like... jim jones who uh owns mm. this <laughs> studio yeah um so let's start off uh, Lucy, why don't you take a, take mm. us forward with the first uh, award? Is it? I think your yeah. your your concoction for the last few years. Mm, a returning favourite, which is the favourite cup of tea game. Mm. So a game that you can relax to, not too demanding, and you can enjoy a cup of tea with as you play it. Mm. Um, I'll go with my pick. Mm. Uh, I was going to go coffee talk, but I, oh. I've i cheated and say that's my favourite cup of coffee again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I spoke about this game on the podcast. I'm not sure if I did. It's called Birth. And Is this the one about the little the fly? No. Oh, what's that one? Maybe that but one. it is weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Birth Steam. Uh, it's from a solo developer, Madison uh, Carr. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a like a point and click puzzle game, right. and it's it's very weird and and it's weird. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> describe it other than it's weird. It's got like weird bone monsters and stuff, but the, the background is it's like you've moved into like a a, a city, um, very Gen Z city where it's like people go out and have coffee and stuff like that, and you you want to make. A perfect friend out of all the remnants of of a Dark. human 
Mm. Yeah, you're basically like Hannibal and just need a friend. A very Gen Z Hannibal. Okay. And it's just like a weird point and click adventure game, but it's very relaxing. Okay. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a previous game, what, what was it? Let me have a look at on her Steam. Landlord of the Woods. Um, and there's a game called Whimsy, which is free from, oh, from her. Yeah, nice. Whimsy. So, mm. yeah, it ju- just, just weird, but relaxing mm. in a very mm. strange way okay. so okay. so yeah that's my cup of tea game i'm glad i got to speak about it. i don't think i spoke about it on the podcast so um yeah that, that was a relaxing time good it's my winner good <laughs> um i'll jump in with mine uh which i spoke about last week on the podcast mm-hmm. um and is steam world build um it, ah yes it, it is just a relaxing game like there is no pressure in that game whatsoever um you know city builders know, generally um, kind of don't have that that pressure to them unless you're playing something like sim city 2000 and you've got all of the you know disasters turned on or something like that it's mm. just this hurricane sweeps through and destroys everything you you don't get that with steam world build it has that excellent way of switching between the overworld, the city building stuff, and then the kind of the dungeon keeper esque uh, Steamworld digs, not Steamworld dig style, but that that excavation type mode to mm. it. And again, even then, when enemies appear and that kind of stuff, there's no pressure. It's not big. Um, you can put up defenses and turrets and have guards and things, and you can kind of build around the idea of exploration and and and. and encountering the unknown and things like that in a way that again i'm not like i've got to rush to make sure i've got all of these inhabitants and of this tier which now means i get to unlock all of these things under the ground to then put them in to make sure i can explore it it just that the 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 progression is just so easy um that it is just one of those kind of kick back and play it for an hour kind of games and again you're not going to get a whole game played in an hour this is something that you're going to spend several hours in building out your town uh excavating digging through the different Mm. levels um uh, of kind of the underground sections so yeah it's it's probably one of the more relaxing games that i've played this year so it, yeah. it's it's nice. absolutely one to kick back mm. with a cup of tea and just yeah. sit with nice that's a latecomer as well mm, absolutely good. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i do uh my so if uh, i played like four games this year so getting the yeah. categories uh <laughs> untitled goose game will sweep yeah. this year <laughs> uh it's actually not even on the list. I I actually forgot I played that with Keith. Mostly because I didn't play it. I watched him play and gave him hints. But it's vicariously, yeah. yeah. Uh, vicariously. Um, uh, it's Tengami for me. Um, oh, I, I, I that's a good one. Yeah, so that's 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it sort of midsummer, maybe late summer. I can't remember. I think it was... More recently, no, oh, maybe it's more recently. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in October, maybe, right? yeah. September. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's beautiful art style. Really, I mean, the uh, there is music. I couldn't tell you anything about it, um, but like in the sense that it's so atmospheric and like, yeah, part of the experience that it just works. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a neat little sort of paper crafty pop up book. The there are puzzles. They are mostly not puzzly puzzles so much as do things puzzles if that makes sense yeah these are these yeah. are the two categories of puzzles as we know puzzly puzzle and do things puzzle <laughs> uh 
Um, I'm going to have to remember that going forward. But like a lot of the times what you want is a do thing puzzle, right? Um, you just want to go through and interact. Mm. Yeah. A shower, not a grower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yep. That's going to be the new new term. Forget forget what I said. Um, but it's, yeah, it's got yep. the right, you know, I think it's great because you can, because there isn't a lot of, uh, you're not developing like movesets and skills really throughout the game. You can easily pick it up play for a bit, walk away, come back, and not have to worry about how did the puzzle last time work? Because these puzzles aren't yeah. super difficult, but they're really they're still enjoyable and and the interaction is the thing, right? That's the the thing that matters rather than the um mm. I don't know, the puzzle girth, is that what we're going for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah, glad. Sure. I'm so glad we've gone down this route. Good. Um, perfect. <laughs> we puzzle games. Puzzle games will never yeah. be the same again now, will they? Uh, ruined, ruined, ruined body. Um, yeah. Good, good, okay. Um, yeah. The next category. <laughs> I, I might just jump straight in um, yeah. with, with my game because there's, there's not much to talk about for me. Uh, on this game, uh, but it's the, the category is game I wanted to play more, and for mm. me, it's the game that I have played the most of this year, which is No Man's Sky. <laughs> ah, um, oh wow! I, I, oh, that's an interesting thing. I wanted to play more. I just, I still want to play yeah. more of that game. Um, it, that's, it, that's left field. I constantly, mm. when I, every time I turn the PlayStation Five on, I'm like, should download No Man's Sky. I still haven't seen <laughs> what it looks like on on the next sort of generation of or this current generation mm. of, uh, of consoles. And uh, obviously, everything will will carry over from my my account, my PS4. So I'm like, oh, should I really should? And then I'm like, oh, I'll just play maybe 20 minutes of Power Wash Simulator instead. Okay, cool, fine. Or maybe I'll just do oh, something yeah. else. And, and and I haven't got back to it. I'm like, oh, I really want to play some more. I really want to play some more. So as soon as this character came up, I'm like. Perfect. That that's exactly yeah uh, going there. Oh, that's a good one. Again, a game from 2016, oh. 17, 15, around mm. there sometime. Oh, uh, five yeah, years ish, maybe six years old, something like that. Uh, but one I returned to at the start of this year and, and have played a lot of. I think I've I've sunk something like eighty five hours into it um this this year uh, which isn't huge nice. for sort of one experience no, but, but when, when you're pulled away by lots of other games and stuff i keep going mm -hmm. back to it and i still want to keep going back to it yeah. for, for this that's year huge. which is probably the least prolific for all of us and mm -hmm. i've been working a lot ben mm. that's a lot of that there's still quite a bit mm. um, yeah not quite my probably 130 hours in call of duty so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which again you've which only is... been playing since november i know um, don't mm. remind me maybe How yeah, did yeah, that yeah. Happen? yeah um good adil we'll, we'll come to you then for the for the for the next uh for your for uh your... this is game i wanted to play more of mm -hmm. uh super mario brothers wonder ah. i played it a couple sessions with keith uh and one session by myself uh, and to be honest, I really liked playing two player. And so I think by starting the game with two players, I kind of didn't think about it in the few moments where I had time to play a game and think, Oh, I should turn mm. on the switch and play that game. I enjoyed. I like Mario's games, Mario's games. Uh, I like Mario games. Uh, I really like how the inertia, made all I, think I, games. Um, I think I talked about this before. The inertia feels a lot more like, uh, Mario world. Um, mm -hmm. okay. Right. And that's like one of the things I realized belatedly was the problem I had with the the more recent 2D Marios was just they were a bit more floaty and a little more yeah. um, 
Like, yeah, you weren't stopping on a dime. They all have a feel. Like, Mario 3, to me, is the perfect one. Agreed. Because weight to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it, and so it's that's why I specifically said this new one feels a little more like old ones, but it does not feel like Mario 3. It feels like Mario World. Yeah, World. As, yeah. Um, which is, you know, the second best Mario weighty one. So it feels almost as good as the second best one. Um, but that's really, <laughs> that's pretty good. Also, you can be an elephant, and that's kind of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I but still yeah. need to get that working on PC. I haven't gone back to it. So mm. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need to download whatever uh, fix there is for a 16 mm. FPS mode. <laughs> Job for the new year. Yeah. Don't listen. Good. A little bit of tinkering. A <laughs> little bit of tinkering. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's not. Tinker. It's not. Yeah, it's not on the um, our list of topics. But tinkering was probably the most I did video game wise this year between. Yeah. Between the Steam Deck and getting all kinds of things running, and also the getting the Vita out of mm. the oh, yeah. out of the yeah. mothballs, I spent a couple of weeks just fiddling with the Vita and playing games to the extent of, oh, this works. Yeah, I love tinkering. Like, yeah, it's the best. Sega Master System working, which wasn't nice. a lot of tinkering, but some tinkering. But it's the tinkerers. Catch twenty two, um, mm. folly. I don't know. When you tinker and you mm-hmm. get the thing running, you never play it. Yeah, it's just like that's whatever. A, mm, it's like, yeah, I got it. You've working. done the fun bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. the. I got the Vita working. I down- downloaded a bunch of um, backup copies of all the games that I own on yeah. cart, um, and then I uh, didn't worry about ever running those backups. Yeah, it's it's sick. But it's so much fun. I, I want to be the tinkerer and the doer, but um, no, <clears throat> never. I mean, never, I've been single for a few months. I, under- I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, Lucy. Yes. Um, my, you see, I went um, in the literal sense of the game I wanted to play more of, mm. Um, mm. Where, where I started it, and I, and I didn't finish it, but I really want to get back to mm-hmm. it. Um. I mean, I didn't start Salt Sea Chronicles, which is oh, yeah. the crime of the century. I need to start that next year, because that is my game, um, considering how much I loved Mitazioni from the mm. devs last time. Um, Coffee Talk 2 was another one, but this was the only topic where I I fought with, so I'm just going to have to okay. award it to 2, and that's mm. Blasphemous 2, which right. I, I haven't finished, mm. and Hi-Fi Rush, because mm. Hi-Fi Rush is... Hi-Fi Rush has been since the start of the year where it's just gnawed at me. So mm. I guess I'll give it to that one, actually, because Vassimus 2 came out in September. Mm-hmm. So there's been less time for me to uh, really regret not playing Vassimus 2. Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush, it's really good. Uh, and I don't even like rhythm games because mm. I'm sure I'm tone deaf um, and I don't get on with them. But Hi-Fi Rush is just such a joy. It's like a throwback from... When games, mid-tier games, used to be really good, really good time, didn't, you know, gnaw a uh, developer down to the nubbins, down to the bone, can get it out in a couple years, and it's just really high quality. Um, And the animation's fantastic. It's it's such a good game that I knew, because I fell off it, because it came out the start of the year, and I fell off it, and it's like... To remember all this, I'm gonna, probably going to have to start a new game, which is like, yeah, I'll do that, but mm. I think that's just the barrier for me to get 
get into, but mm. I'll, I'll definitely play play that at some point because nice. yeah, it's really good, really, really good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Adil, we'll come to you for the next mm. category, and or- and you'll go. What what is the next category, and what is your pick? best old game? Yes. Best old game. Yeah, I mean, the problem is a lot of the games I played this year are old games. Mm. Uh, you have a lot to pick from. Which was the best one? Yeah. Uh, so in this one, I thought I would I would um, subvert to uh, best because I had multiple in, uh, nights where it, it, it became the focal point of the evening, mm-hmm. which was Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes on the Oculus Quest 2. Nice. I had... I had friends come over twice, two different groups of friends, and like, oh yeah, I have VR. Do you want to try this? Um, and it was great. Uh, it's I don't know if you're familiar with the game. If you aren't, mm. listeners, um, basically you've got uh, it's basically multimodal. So there's everyone as there's a person with the VR headset slash the laptop facing the other way, which was the OG version of the game. And that person is defusing a bomb, and they're supposed to be in the building with the bomb. And then everyone else is supposed to be back at base, and you've got bomb disposal manuals. And basically, the the bomb will be either be one-sided or double-sided with a number of panels on them, and then other things on the frame, like number of batteries and serial numbers, etc. And your job as the bomb diffuser is to describe the situation in front of you. It's like, top left panel has a number of wires, you know, there's like seven wires white blue red uh and etc or or like there's a keypad with a bunch of symbols and the people have to go leaf through the manual and based on the description the manual will tell them will give the directions so like are there an even number of wires how many is the second to the last one yellow then cut the first red wire these types of weird like um totally algorithmic but the whole point is can you it's actually a communication game right yeah it's can you can the person with the headset describe the situation well enough and can the people easily explain what the instructions are saying such that within the time allotted, the person defusing the bomb can do all the things to defuse the bomb or have it explode in their face. Uh, but it's tons of fun and and like it's great because even the super competitive people who want to win the game still rely on everyone else. So like mm-hmm. they might want to they might like want to stay on being on the headset. But that doesn't mean that they're like versus like super hot, where someone's like, "Oh, I really want to beat this level." Everyone's kind of just waiting around, and unless yeah. you've like hooked the quest up to the TV, they can't actually see what this person's doing, right? Here, you might not be able to see the bomb, but you are integral to the game, and so it's or it's one of the few sort of quote unquote quote party VR games because like you can pass a headset around and the roll around, and that means everyone can have a chance, but really everyone is kind of always playing the game yeah, because we're all yeah. playing together. That's good. That's good. Nice. Good. Um, mine is almost the complete opposite, I suppose, as a as a game to that. Um, it's a bomb-building game? But he... You try and kill the most people? <laughs> almost. almost. <laughs> um, it's a game I started this year but was everybody else's game of the year last year, and that's Elden Ring. Ah, yeah. Um, mm. I, 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 probably, I don't think we have to say anything much about it. I talked no, about it at so length good. last year. I talked about it at length at the start of this year as well. Um, it's it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Um, and I played a lot of old games this year, you know, a few sort of remasters and, and, and uh, um, kind of picking up... Uh, um, 
a lot of things that I just missed, uh, especially lots of PlayStation Five games as well uh, that I've I've played in sort of recent months and things. But mm. Elden Ring is just something else, isn't it? It's just a it, it's just such a quality product. Um, yeah. And El- Elden Ring could have almost been my top my pick for every category we kind of have. Um, mm. But um, but yeah, just just best old game. I think just sums it up, even though it's not really an old game, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think it was my game of the year last the year. Of the internet. Yes, yeah, I think it was both yeah, of your games favorite. last year. Oh, it was your yeah. second, was it, Lucy? S- yes. Yeah. Oh, Citizen Sleeper. Citizen Sleeper, yes. but yeah. yeah, like Elden Ring could have absolutely mm-hmm. been. It's, it's the game of the decade. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Jesus, what a game. I good was playing that Never finished that. <laughs> I, I played that in the Netherlands uh, instead of sleeping when my first night when I was <laughs> on my way because uh the friend i was visiting i was staying at his brother's uh we were staying at his brother's place with him uh and i was sleeping on the couch and his brother had a party and then when everyone left we just like they were chain smoking cigarettes and playing elden ring and i was like oh well i guess i'm not going to bed let me play elden ring with you guys oh my god your build is wildly different from anything i've ever played this is difficult Mm. they were on what's his name the first big boss in the castle um, oh, God, Godric, Godric, Moldrin or something. Godric, Godric, yeah. Godric, yeah. Yeah. Imagine how hard that game is when you don't realize that you can run for <laughs> like forty oh, hours. Oh God, man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, really? I was like, why can't I move quicker? <laughs> oh, you, you, you but can. now I'm You're like just, so just... over encumbered mm. <laughs> with my. With my thief character who's got like tons of armor on there, so it doesn't even matter. But yeah, well, I, 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 I think I'm a samurai. I want to go. Ooh, yeah, I want to get back. I want to play. I know whether well, there's, yeah, there's DLC. There's DLC <laughs> coming up very very soon. That might be. Um, is there really? There is. Yes, I don't back. know. Um, I think it's rumored to be soon. Yes, it is rumored. Not I think confirmed. it's rumored to be February, but um, wow. I don't know. Kind of, is it a kind of you have to finish the game to play? Is it a really late, <laughs> late level? Yeah, is it a late level DLC? You have um, to be of a certain kind of level to be able to to do it. Like I did so much exploration in that game. It just allowed yeah, you yeah, to yeah. just explore and explore and explore and explore. Yeah. And I fought like two bosses. Um, but just explored so much. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's how I played it's it too. Ridiculous. Same, same. The only reason I like, like did fights was to get to cooler places. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think I was probably like maybe at a push forty percent of the way through the main mm. story, mm. and even then I was like, "This is one of the best games ever." Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't need to such it. a small it, amount of the <laughs> entire <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, Lucy, mm. we'll jump to you then. Mm. Best uh, old game. Yes, that's the one. I replayed the whole of Toem today, not today, oh, uh, this year. Yes, but, um, yeah. But that's not my pick because I have to say it again. Fist forged in Shadow Torch <laughs> is uh, the best old game. Nice, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that came out came out on Steam a few years ago. Mm. Came to Game Pass this year. Yeah, um, it continually. Surprise me! Seems like a kind of a low budget uh, indie outfit game, and yeah, just the, you know the animation, mm. the amount of upgrades, the map size. It's a Metroidvania for anyone who missed 
me talking about it a few months mm. ago. Yeah, it just continually surprised me, and it's like, this is a really, really good, solid Metroidvania, whilst I was waiting for Blasphemous 2, yeah. Yeah. which I didn't finish. <laughs> it's just like... So, yeah. Um, anything that sates my insatiable <laughs> appetite <laughs> before Silt Song. I'm not even hoping anymore. I'm not. No, I mean, did we, not did we, there was there was a little bit of rumblings in the Xbox. No, thing. no, Ben, just stop, just stop. Don't give me any false. It's dead. It's never happening. So, um, <laughs> that's a crispy girl. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good place. A good place to jump in. Then, um, unless you want to <laughs> mention anything else about Fist. I mean, we we're, uh, we're moving from fist, fist to crispy girl. Like, that's fist. A bit, um, um, mm. And I'll get and I'll get a, my dare actually because mm. this is almost done because it it is just very drinkable. So yeah, whilst you talk about a crispy girl, mm. fair enough. Um, Peter Andre's um, next ah. single. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, crispy, crispy girl. So, um. This is another prayer dog. Um, again, uh, once I saw that there were multiple in the discount bin, I thought, what does Calvary's discount bin? Uh, that's an interesting end of the year. So it's uh, called Crispy Girl. That's G- <laughs> Crispy with a C, but girl with a U. Girl. Uh, it is a cold IPA at 6.8%. Mm. Um, also, all these tins are uh, pint, 473 mils. Um, so Calgary's first cold IPA, half European lager, half West Coast IPA, light in color, crisp in finish, heavy on hop flavor and aroma, but without the heavy bitterness of other IPAs. Laura, co-owner of Prairie Dog Brewing and Christina of Exhale Brew Company have built a friendship over beer, vulnerability, and tough conversations. This collaboration was born from weekly check-ins. How can I help is an easy question, often leading to amazing things such as this crispy girl. Enjoy this beer with Colby cheese, maple bacon cheeseburger, angel food cake, or deep, meaningful conversations. Uh, it contains barley. Uh, and it was $4. $4, nice. Doubling doubling the alcohol percentage. We've only gone up yes. a dollar. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Get, uh, it, get yes. it open. Crack it open. Uh, Lucy, just as a quick check-in. Oh, she hasn't got her headphones in. Um mm. Lucy, as yeah. a quick check-in, um, do you do you want to open up a beer now as well? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, Let us know what it is. Just give me, just give me an excuse to drink the uh, the day of steady rolling man the the strata. Um, oh, the strata ah, one. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I bought another can of it because it's just so nice. Um, and what a, you know, what a bit of time mm. to drink it. So yeah. Um, I will read whatever flavor text is on there, which is never a lot for Daya. No. Mm-hmm. It's got barley and it's got wheat in it. A double dose of the freshest indie hops, stratospheric. Yeah, it's uh, just their um, steady rolling man brewed with strata and mm. they doubled the percentage. So, yeah. yeah nice. That's it, nice. in a nutshell. Um, I do. We'll come back to you then. For right. the crispy girl. Crispy Girl is uh, this cold IPA that is half, or you you missed, but half European lager, half West Coast IPA. It is indeed light in color. It's a little hazy, which I'm glad. It's not totally 
I, I mean, it's hard to tell with Batman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my fingers are, um, but it's quite goldy straw color uh, in person, uh, and it's got this lovely two fingers of head on the third pour or whatever this nonsense mm-hmm. cup is. Uh, but it's it's it is lingering. I, I, I normally I would show you just how like um, consistent that head is and how it's not really disappearing. But because I, I, I'm on the surface, I fear I might knock it over into the beer, and so I won't do that. Um, it's got a really crisp, slightly lemony, zesty, citrus nose. Uh, um, I see why they said on the tin something about um, crisp and finish, heavy on top. Uh, but like that half European lager part, it definitely has that sort of crispness on the nose. Oh wow! I don't have you guys ever had a cold IPA? This isn't the term I recall. It's a newer style. Yeah. Sort of this yeah. year, last year maybe um, they started. To mm. kind of yeah, come it's about, been yeah. knocking about for a, yeah for maybe last two years mm. or so. But yeah, you're trying to swish away the last uh, the vestiges of that. Blueberry lemon sour. Mm. This is they brew it like a lager, but uh, lager temperatures and then. Mm. Ah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Um, I really like how malty and 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 hoppy bittery it is, but I see what they mean because it's got that crisp texture and effervescence wise, it's a lager. Like it reminds me of lager, but there's so much taste in it. I'd say it's um, it's got nice, lovely. I wouldn't be surprised if it was mosaic or citra or both in this hops wise. Um, but it finishes kind of a little dry, dry bitter. So the mouth feels not, but the mouthfeel isn't that like when you have a sort of drier, hoppy finish of a of like a proper ale. It tends to have much more of a physical dryness pairing with it. Here, actually, I'm noticing that I have that a drying feel or taste, but without quite that degree of the feel, such that I can kind of sit with it versus normally the taste being this dry I, that with a beer. It almost always means that it, my tongue would also feel actually feel dry, and the feel and taste would make me go back quicker. Mm-hmm. But here, I there is a slight there is a difference there. It's just a, a little weaker on that that physical feeling of dryness, such that. I still probably will drink this reasonably uh, quicker to not be in this place, but I'm not be- feeling as compelled, which right. is really interesting. Um, but yeah, so I would say citrus, a little bit of tr- tropical, um, mostly very crisp. Mm. So like, uh, like a light lemony, zesty crispness, or a not too sweet orange, uh, and then like I said, a bit of a malty mid finish, um, re- really tasty. Uh, I'm worried I've set a precedent for myself of drinking quickly because I have no idea how much the <laughs> cup is. Um, but also, this is this is 6.8%, but also quite sessionable in the sense that this is quite crisp. The finish isn't long. Um, and in fact, the drying part is already gone. So in the time I was right. describing how it, like, I, that no longer is there. So actually, you can sit through it. I wouldn't be surprised if once my palate got used to it, I wouldn't even feel that 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 nudge towards, oh, I I, I need to drink versus I want to drink. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite good. Um, good. So far, I would say Prairie Dog's doing great. Amazing. Good. Even good. in the bargain yeah. basement bin. Um, at yeah, I think that. I, I oh. don't think it was because it's like a crappy beer. I think it's just 
that time of the sure it's like right at the end of its it, it's kind of year or yeah. six month kind of date potentially yeah. oh yeah this got tinned yeah. on march 8th yeah okay yeah so, it's still, so it's still i mean oh yeah beers are very you know no. they say oh you know if, it's probably just for the purists out there it's like if this isn't fresh off the uh off the canning line, then yeah. you know these nerds are going to be like, "Oh well, the hop profile." Um, if it's two months old, us, don't touch it. Yeah, us will just pour anything to our into our bodies. Well, um, we'll try. Like it, yeah, like this day, <laughs> which is a very good thing to pour into your body. Mm. Um, uh, it, it's probably a bit colder because it's just out of the fridge than I'd probably want it. But even saying that. And I didn't even have anything to drink after the very smoky uh, Brewery Keys beer. You can still taste a ton of flavour in this. Yeah. And getting, like, notes of mango, kiwi, passion fruit. Um, any other flavours will develop as it cools down a bit more. But it's just so f- fruity and tropical and... But it's still got the body and the depth that you want. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've smashed this out just before my even stronger beer nice. later. Good. Because, um, yeah, it's a good palate cleanser. But it's just, it, there's no, it, it feels like, oh, there's still a very clear delineation between the stout and this. Because this has so much of its own flavour. Mm. Where it's like, they're not melding or... You know, counteracting each other. It's it's very good. Good, good. In 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 short. Yes. Nice. Mm. Nice. Um, okay. Perfect. Let's roll back into our categories then. Um, Lucy, I'm going to come back to you. Um, yeah. For the next one, an- another sort of Lucy chosen uh, or mm. Lucy Lucy suggested category. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't really finalize my picks until. Literally a couple hours ago. Mm. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I thought these were some decent topics. So for any of the people who are ready to write me hate mail, um, mm-hmm. the game I thought I'd like but didn't, I looked at my list and it was uh, Zelda. Um, I've even I've even written Breath of the Wild and that's not the title. It's Tears of the Kingdom. The Kingdom. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> I, I, there was a lot of issues I found with Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. but I really really like the exploration in that game I like the shrines and the exploration the the sense of discovery I hadn't had that for ages and it's something that I like equivocate Elden Ring Mm. to it's like Elden Ring had like the same level of discovery for me that Breath of the Wild did like a few years prior because Mm -hmm. yeah the discovery in that game and the kind of like uh level design and the 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 game direction it's like just oh what's that on the horizon i'll go there and you find something new and that was always interesting to me i always suspected that i wouldn't like tears of the kingdom as much as breath of the wild because it just seemed like a i don't want to be harsh but like a reskin with new Mm -hmm. uh mechanics sure um set in the same world the same map i know there's like the kind of like vert vertical verticality yeah to it um but it's like still the same high rule but um so it's like oh okay but there might (laughs) yeah pretty much but um it's just like 
Yeah, but there's, so- there's going to be something because it has that verticality to it and mm-hmm. they'll probably change some things. But I had a lot of issues with the first game, like the weapon degradation and just the dungeons were shit um it's just there's so much wrong with the first game for me but so i i I thought there'd be a chance i didn't like tears of the kingdom as much as breath of the wild but the way in that i don't like it nearly as much and got so bored with it so quickly is just like wow it's such a drop off for me mm. and it won't be for everyone you know but you know playing zelda nuts and bolts banjo kazooies i don't want to it's like yeah i i see what you're going for it's like this is an interesting mechanic cool okay mm. can i can i make a um a metal gear Dick wielding robot yeah. <laughs> shooting fire out of his hands to defeat this Bacobbling camp. <laughs> sure. But it's going to take me five hours to do that mm. and I could just swing a sword at these people. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what's. And at the end of the day, I'm going to get a sword that breaks yeah. in five minutes. So what's the effing point? And mm. it's just like. Mm. It's 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 a it's a sandbox for people who want that sandbox. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want a better Zelda game. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, oh, that's my yeah, pick. Nice. Very nice. disappointing for me. Um, I understand the merits of that game. I, I think I got more appreciation for that game when I realised that a lot of those mechanics um, from the director's mouth, it's just like, we were using this as debug tools. Yeah. And then we realised that it was fun, so just give that to the players. And they had to rework a lot of that game. That gives me so much respect for the game, but it's not a game that I want to yeah, play. Yeah, so. fair, fair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So. Um, yeah. Adil. Uh, <clears throat> let me just... Uh, all tabloid in my list. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> all right, so... Um, Your list time. of four games. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let me see. A uh, game I thought I'd like but didn't. Um... Mm, the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> That's why I laughed. Oh, is, so is that actually it yours? Actually, is well. mine. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so because <laughs> what happened was I got a couple of Nintendo coupons, and mm-hmm. so I bought Mario and Zelda at the same time, and then I talked about Mario that one time, and I hadn't played Zelda since. And then since you know, in the intervening weeks, I kind of forgot that I'd never talked about it. I played it for a couple of hours. And uh, realized it just wasn't the game I wanted it to be. Um, and so I've not gone back. And I know that means that's why it's not, I'm not giving the score or whatever. It's That's why it's perfect for this category. Uh, exactly what Lucy was saying with respect to my couple hours with the game. Um, but also, like, that's why I kind of didn't go back, right? Because, yes, it's Gary's mod <laughs> on top of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I didn't... I. I, I I'm not saying that game isn't fun, right? But I what do I like about the Zelda yeah. games is both. So it's this weird thing where I think Breath of the Wild actually had made me appreciate what a fine, narrow uh, needle to thread it was. Because mm. what I like about Zelda is the design, like they're well crafted games with a you know cliche narrative that they managed to pr- convey w- without feeling c- cliche or boring, right? Um, and they did that in Breath of the Wild. Um, 
but the exploration, the, you didn't have to deal with that. One of the, the way they made the cliche not so bad was because you didn't do the game very quickly because you could just fuck around. But ultimately, there was a story there that was a Zelda, the classic Zelda story, and you could you could solve the puzzles or you could do whatever, and you could kind of uh, Tom Clancy's TM Ghost Recon or Wildlands your way around if, for a while if you wanted uh, until the Blood Moon came, and then all your mobs get reset, right? Um, here it felt like okay it's the same thing except now i can do stuff that doesn't like physicsy gary's mod stuff it's like okay but like that's not it it felt it felt very shoehorned i mean i say two hours i might have been closer to five but like if the the gary's mod stuff didn't really feel and it, it lucy explains why right me is that like as part of the nuanced designed thing because it wasn't they just threw extra right. tools in and gave the player yeah a sandbox in a sandbox but the reason why i liked breath of the wild was the same reason why like lucy said i elden ring is that that sandbox of exploration the fact that the world was populated there was things to do it yeah. felt more organic yeah. and alive and there was enough stuff you could find to reward that exploration. I think Elden Ring does it better, but I think Elden Ring wouldn't have been able to do it better if it wasn't for Breath of the Wild. Problem is, Agreed, yeah. you can't make that game again. No. Yeah. And it, and like sequels, because this is a sequel, right, um, Are have to live up. They have to, in games, they have to be more than just a, re, a rehash in the story, right? Games are interactive, and so it's much harder to make a sequel game to something groundbreaking, mm. um, because mm -hmm. you, you just don't you can't ever recreate the magic that is. I can go anywhere. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you no, I, I, that is such a great descriptor. That it's Gary's mod because it is just like a present to the people who stayed in that world and pushed it to its limits. That's exactly what it yeah. is. But it's Nintendo fied, where it's not free. It's not open source. It's not mm. anything. It's just. Here you go, the same thing again, but you'll eat it up and give it game of the year to it because you're all saps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said I wasn't going to be mean, but for anyone who thinks Breath of the Wild, say I haven't even played Baldur's Gate, but it sounds way more interesting Absolutely. than mm. what Breath of the Wild is, you know. And I don't even like those games, but it sounds way, it, like it's doing way more different to even mm. its predecessor that it deserves more credit than Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, good to round us out then for a game I thought I didn't like uh, mine is Final Fantasy 7 Ever Crisis oh, oh. Um, I thought you were going to say like... mobile Final <laughs> yeah, Fantasy I was like, oh, come oh, on oh. Ben Mate, boo, no, no. boo, poor joy. Well, I didn't. I didn't play Zelda. I mean, I could tell. I could say it's the game. No, not Zelda. Oh. It was just like <laughs> a if you wanted you to... game of a Final Fantasy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Real left field there. Real putting your neck out there. Well, I did. Okay. I did. Have I mean, a... he thought he would like it. I mean, I did think I would I know, like cause it. I know, because he's a nerd and he loves I just think I Final but... Fantasy. Yeah, seven, but he doesn't. So. That means I, it's, I mean, that means I it's guess. so bad. That even Ben didn't like it. So, so like I did, I did like parts of it, right? I liked this, mm. the idea that it was a snapshot kind of version of Final Fantasy VII. You know, you're not playing through the entire game; you're playing this very shortened mm. version. You're still getting the story beats. It's it's slightly different angles. It's a different aesthetic. It's mm. it, it kind of works, and, and the the combat was you know reasonable enough. 
but it was so wrapped in this mobile bullshit of you mm. can rather than finding items, you can pay four hundred credits, uh, you know, four hundred fucking Square Enix bucks, and and you could get sword number five. Or you could get the tie-in sword from game from you know Dragon fucking Quest or something. It's just like oh fuck right off. I don't want to log in every day for bonus things and credits and currencies and all of this sort of shit. I just wanted a nice snapshot, short version of Final Fantasy VII that that tied in seven, tied in mm-hmm. Dirge of Cerberus, which was the the Vincent PS2 fucking. Game that tied in ever uh, uh, tied in Crisis Core, which I'd already played on PS4, the remake during uh, during earlier in the year as well. But just tying it all into one big fucking bundle and being like, it's snapshot. This is a game that you will be able to play over you know over a month maybe, but you're hitting all of these Mm. beats. Like yes, that's exactly what I want. But no, they fucked it completely. Oh, Square Enix mess with something like that. <laughs> in a mobile game format. Mo- Who exactly, would have known? Exactly. Wow. Oh, okay. I know. I know. How fucking I'm sorry. dare I'm they? Crapping all over you. Oh no! Absolutely, you should. You should because it yeah. is crap. It is yeah. crap. And um, I did have um, before I put that in. I did have Dark Envoy in there, which was the oh, yeah. kind of uh, um, CRPG style kind of yeah. game but actually mm. thinking about it I did like it I did like what I played about that game I just didn't like the fact that it fucking crapped out when it yeah. fully released and just got rid of my save and I had to start again with all of it um, but I did like what I played of that game so suddenly it just I'm like oh no I haven't got anything for this and then I remembered that I dabbled <laughs> in Final Fantasy mobile yeah. bullshit so yes that was that was my pick um Let's jump into what's the next one? Best narrative. Um, I suppose mm. the next the next three are kind of like heavy hitters, really. Out of out mm. of all of them, we've gone for sort of slightly more classic awards, I guess, um, for the next few topics. But so best we, narrative we, for people. Are we doing our top three after this? Yes, yes. So we've got you know because I because really I. Mine, mine will be relatively short for these next week. Okay, cool. I, cool. I'm just I'm gonna yeah. give away chunks of my top three. That's fine. If you don't want to do the category, just say mm. I, I I I'm bowing out. I abstain. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is absolutely fine because these are like mm-hmm. the next three are best narrative, best gameplay loop, and best soundtrack and audio. So mm. they're kind yeah. of you know games that very much could be within within people's top yeah. three. So absolutely abstain if you need to do so. Um, best mm-hmm, narrative. Mm-hmm. Adil. Do abstain. Oh, wait. you <laughs> wait. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, that's why I asked that question when yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my true pick, I would say, also, I'll wait. But um, mm. in lieu of that... I put uh, South Scrimshaw Part 1, which is that w- weird free whale game that I played, what? that I wrote about. It's it's like my first uh, post on uh, my Sub-stack. blog, Substack, on my Substack. And it's just this weird free game, which is about... It's, it's a visual... It's not even a visual novel, because those usually have interactivity. It's just like a novelization of this fake uh sea you know space sea world mm. about this it's blue planet but with a space whale um 
Oh, the game that I was picking anyway also has space whales. That's interesting. Um, the, the thing that was from my best narrative mm-hmm. would have been the space whale game, <laughs> but not that space the, the, whale the other game. Space whale game. It's this space whale Star Trek <laughs> yeah, 3, the movie, multi- the game. Is yeah. that what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's multiple space whale games apparently, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's free. Go pick it up. It's on S- Steam. That's where I played it on Steam Deck. Mm. It's it's a space whale game. South Scrimshaw Part One. Um, I gave the dude some money because I want to see Part Two. Sure. He did a good. Mm-hmm. It's like probably about hour and a half, okay. ninety minutes worth of just Blue Planet narration. It's about this baby baby whale. Nice. And 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 it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Well, I haven't seen nice. Baby Well, but just like the kind of like sci-fi, mm-hmm. like marineologist kind of um, slant to it. It's just really interesting and really deep and really. There's a lot of lore to this world that is very interesting and very. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, in in lieu of the other space whale game, that's that's my favorite yeah, narrative. Fair. Fair. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, for me as well, I had multiple games that could have gone into this, mm-hmm. um, and d- d- keeping out of my my, my top three, um, I went with uh, the Invincible for for best narrative. Mm. Um, yeah. it, it's a very well written game, and and it is all about the narrative. Yeah, there's that little bit of exploration with it, but actually, the exploration is is, is very linear. And it is just pushing on that narrative, whether it's through items that you pick up or a little bit of exposition that you get kind of if you if you diverge off of the main path that you still get from A to B, um, you're just maybe diverging very slightly and you get a little bit more exposition. Um, but I was very invested in, in those characters yeah. um, and, and, and sort of the story. Finish it, yeah. I haven't finished it. Okay. So it's, it's again, <laughs> well, that's a testament to how it's good very it is, much yeah. the kind mm. of like the game I wanted to play more as well of, but I've got maybe like mm-hmm. 30 minutes of it left. It's just finding 30 minutes oh. to jump back on the PC to, to play it. <laughs> um, but yes, I, 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 I really enjoyed the the story of it and i mm-hmm. still i it, it's one of those that it still pops up in my when i'm thinking about the image it still pops up like could that game have finished if i'd have just picked go back to the spaceship now rather than explore more because again mm. if i if it had have finished if i'd have gone back to the spaceship i'd have still been satisfied with what i'd have experienced as a game and the narrative and the story that I'd kind of been told uh, through that. So um, and the, the, the Invincible is pretty much just all about, you know, it is all about the world and the narrative and the story being told. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd wondered if that was going to appear somewhere mm. on one of your lists. So, yeah. mm. Good to see it. Absolutely. Um, probably a, another difficult category... Uh, and one which you know it would be you know an easy for for, for top three is the, the is best gameplay loop. Mm. Yeah. And has anyone yeah. has anyone got a pick for this? That they yeah. Go on, Lucy. And I'm quite ashamed. Oh no, it's My, not even a loop. Is it a mobile game? It's just call. It's just no. Call of Duty oh, matches, it isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right, Adil. It's Call of Duty. <laughs> Like what else? Fair, like, yeah, it's, fair. it's it's yeah. Mm. Moving on, hundred. It was a hundred and eleven when my year in Xbox kind of thing came out. 
And that really humbled me. And I was like, I need to finish <laughs> at least <laughs> one more game before the end of the year. Because how has this happened? Mm. How has this mm. happened um, to me? Um, yeah, it's called... The, 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 the playlists, the 24-7 yeah, playlists yeah, on the loop. Rust and Shipment. That is the loop, and it's got me... But it's not the battle pass loop. They'll never get a cent out of me. <laughs> so it's just so yeah, that's the loop. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I mm. nah, mate, it's good. It's good. It makes sense. Absolutely, uh, makes I have. Sense. I actually have one. I forgot. Oh, um, because my my um uh honorable mention on my top three actually has a similar style of gameplay loop. Because the loop is, I have to wait to play it every day because it's <laughs> the New York Times connections. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. sure. <laughs> I've played that game more consistently than anything else, and it okay. actually, it actually make. I've now because uh, the tabs there, I I often play the crossword, and sometimes the. Um, the it worked. wordle. It worked. Yeah. But thing is, the New York Times strategy worked. Except, uh, I played Wordle a few times, and then they put the Wordle bot back behind the paywall. Now I don't oh, care about dear. Wordle anymore. Who is it? Are, oh, they put the behind the pay. I didn't know that. Well, well every time I like click on the little stat or the Wordle icon, it then gives me a it like little white half screen JavaScript comes up and says, "Do you want to subscribe?" I'm like, "No, I want to know." I got one in three yeah. that was pretty lucky. I want to see how lucky it was. Mm, mm. Mm, and you can't get. So 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 that's like org or whatever it is that. But you ah, can't it's fine. See your stats. It's fine. Yeah. It yeah, just it means matter. that I'm not going to play what, Wordle. The world, the world bot will always win, and you always get angry like me. Oh, I've beat the world bot once. <laughs> I've beat them a few times. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying they beat I, me, I, I, now I, I get can... any irrational rage, even uh, though I know it's a robot. <laughs> no, I, I, mean? I beat the Wordlebot once, and I only got Wordlebots three or four times, so that's like a 25% win rate against a bot. Okay, if you don't want to let me, if you don't want to let me find out how bad I normally would lose, that's fine. I've got a 25% <laughs> win rate against it. Yeah. <laughs> keep it at that, because yeah, it, it's a rage that lasts about. 0.5 seconds, but it's 0.5 seconds that I don't need. Yeah. Just to lose to that. Yeah, fair. Goddamn world. <laughs> it's a robot. It's meant to be efficient. We're talking about word about, but it was connections, wasn't it? That the actual. <laughs> yeah. The actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Connections. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the loop. I, yeah. <laughs> the daily uh, loop. <laughs> it's, it's it's the daily loop. Um, I think it's. So I, I was talking to my sister when I was in California early in the week, and she's like, I just can't do it. I fall for the traps every single time. And I'm like, that. Is super interesting because I we must approach looking at this in a very different way. Mm. You just learn it. You just learn the the pitfalls. Oh, eventually. the thing is, I just where it's like it's never I'm, the most obvious thing, and then you see the most obvious thing eventually, and it's like seen into the matrix. The thing is, I think I've because missed I the most obvious things it. in the first few times. I just didn't see them mm -hmm. and got there, and now so now I like I got. The notion of what they're looking for before I realized what they wanted me to think. Does that make sense? So now it's like, yeah, oh, I yeah. bet this is the pitfall. He says as he's clicking around the pitfall, not realizing it. That, yeah. Like, but um, I'm if I get it one wrong, I have, I'm having a bad day. Like I, this is exactly how my brain works. 
Yeah, I, it's fun. You should yeah. you should watch Only Connect on like iPlayer or something. You might like. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's more so, yeah. stupid and esoteric and vague. Oh yeah, and that's the, that's that's the thing. These ones are um, pretty straightforward. Yeah, like only connect is like university challenge level of dumbness. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, Ben, what's your? Opinion? Um, I, I had loads of games that could have gone in this. Uh, Steamworld Build was the obvious kind of pick um, for for game. And actually, the the game I've gone for would uh, would fit the the other category, the the favorite cup of tea game, quite well as well. Uh, but I went with Viewfinder um, because I really liked the kind of puzzle elements of it, but then mm. pulling back out to kind of like the overworld as well so viewfinder is the puzzle game where you have pictures and you place them in the environment and suddenly the environment is what is on that picture the 2d image becomes part oh, of the right. 3d environment and you're yeah. uh, you're altering your 3d environment to be able to do stuff to progress through that that kind of puzzle um and i think it works very very well like the, just the, the integration of those 2D images into that 3D space is so phenomenally good. Um, but it, it, it gives you that little bit of breathing room as well. So you, you pull back out, and there's a little bit of story, a little bit of explanation within the kind of hub areas before you jump into doing kind of you know five puzzles potentially and then jumping mm. back out and then jumping into doing another four puzzles or something. And I think it just balanced that well enough that I'm like, cool, I... I, I, I I've come out of those puzzles. I've refreshed slightly. I've got a little bit of a little bit more story. Let's jump into the next set of puzzles. It's not, uh, you know, the, I think the the game. If we were talking about best gameplay loop for any game that we've ever played ever, I'd go with something like Moonlighter, which balanced its dungeon exploration and then the shopkeeping kind of part. You know, mm. It's that. It, mm. It's having those dual elements to a game which just complement each other very very well and i think with viewfinder doesn't necessarily complement it very well it just gives you enough breathing room to then go straight back into the puzzles without just burning out on puzzles you know it's not a hundred puzzles in a row there is that space between you know small sets of them that just allow you to go i know a little bit more about this world now let's go into the next set of puzzles because that gameplay is so good yeah. The way of, of of actually working out those puzzles is 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 is, is very sort of uh, satisfying as well. Um, mm. But yeah, viewfinder. Um, cool. Our last category then. Yeah. Um, best soundtrack and audio. Lucy, should we start with you? Yeah, everything in my mind, body, and soul was saying, give it to Air Twister with the... Mm, I understand uh, that. <laughs> fake Queen mm. tribute band kind of music soundtrack that absolutely didn't gel with the gameplay at all. Mm. But no, it's going to Vember. Nice, yeah. The music yeah. in that game is fantastic. Um, you know, you never hear Gosh, well, anything other than westernized music in video games, yep. and yeah, having something that you know inspired by Tamil music, it's just yeah, it, it's just so good. And like, even though the gameplay doesn't 
always live up to the hypes well the height of what i probably would have wanted but mm. a lot of that game is the visual well, the visual design not only that but like the audio design and like the cooking sounds and mm. i think they actually recorded like you know actual cooking mm. putting a microphone up to like a deep pan fryer or whatever right. And just, yeah, the music that goes along with that game is just fantastic. So, yeah, that's my pick. That's good. good. Um, uh, Ado, do, you, do you have a pick for this one? I do. I have two. Well, I will Ooh. echo I will echo Lucy's, which is this. Bimba. I think for a, what's essentially a visual novel with um, mild interactive cooking elements, um, the sound escaping does so much work to make mm. those mild cooking elements feel more interactive than sometimes they are because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not even like foley because it's actual cooking sounds yeah know? that's I mean, the thing yeah it any... really does feel yeah. like um and and again the um the the music uh both the like actual Tamil music, but also even just some something that some of the parts that are a little more score like uh, to hit the emotional hit but beats are also very good uh, uh and the other thing i had was um which was almost one of my i was debating where to put this because of best old game um but transistor nice yeah, yeah. i played it a bunch um in like august or something and yeah. i really liked it and it's what a good game to listen to <laughs> absolutely i oh, yeah, like that's um super giant isn't mm-hmm. it so yeah it's, All their music is incredible. Like Hades, wow. Um, wow. But but like just even like the your like who you are, uh, you're sort of this like performer turned runaway. Mm, he's just um, the voice, just, doesn't she? Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. Um, and so it I just like f- I need to finish that. I think it had V. What did you play that on Vita? Uh, no, I actually played it on Steam Deck. It was okay. I, 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 maybe I need to because I think it was a PlayStation Plus game. Yes, it I was. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got too far in it. Maybe that's. I'm gonna put it on my Steam wish list. Nice. Thank you. Good. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it. I don't know if it came out on Vita. It's on the Switch, and sure the PS4. It's it. It doesn't oh, say yes. it on the Wikipedia, which means nothing. But um. Oh. Did it not? Oh, maybe PlayStation. What? PS4, yeah. God knows. Yeah. It's very early. Yeah, you PS4 might have got it on well. PS4. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I don't... The, the classic game stuff, right, when you go into battles from not, the scoring, um, different plot beats, the scoring. It's just, what a good soundscape that game represents. Um... I don't know if you, it's like like you said, Lucy. It's a super giant game. This is just surprising, but I think, given that you are like the singer who's lost your voice, who's now trying to escape, it 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 is one of the more auditorily folk uh, focused games mm. they've come out with, and it, you can definitely tell that they've cared throughout the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it runs very very nicely into mine. Um, which again is 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 a very atmospheric kind of the the music matches the tone um, and is Somerville, um, which for a few people would have played it last year perhaps because I think it came out on Xbox last year, but it released on PlayStation this year, um, 
so it's the first time I've 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 played it, and I think Somerville does a very very good job of building atmosphere with its music and its uh, environmental sounds. Um, it, it, the music kind of sweeps between sort of lovely piano refrains, you know, really light kind of music when there's just a bit of moving through the world down to yeah. sort of like deep kind of, oh shit, stuff is about to happen and you need to be like on it. You need to be running through this area like that. And then just the swell of that just kicks right up. But also the sounds of the... the the, the kind of the characters, characters, the aliens or the, the you know, kind of <laughs> beings that you sort of meet along the way and the foliage and just the, the, the tinkering of kind of like rain and everything in that just, just builds very, very well for a game that is a, is a side-scrolling kind of not quite auto-runner as such, but you're not doing a huge amount. There's a few little puzzles in that game. That game is all about the experience. It's all about the the atmosphere and the music. Really, really drives that. Um, so I think it's it's probably out of out of all of the games that I played, the one that kind of hit the most yeah. with the way the soundtrack I, linked up with the with the game. Yeah, I was thinking that probably has a very muted kind of very subtle soundtrack. So if you've noticed mm. that, then. Yeah. yeah, it does. Uh, absolutely. Um, but it's not, it's kind of, the idea is that I think the soundtrack isn't necessarily secondary. It's not sort mm. of muted enough in a way that it's kind of like uh, 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 just yeah. tacked on. It is It is mm. part of the experience. And it, it just, no, that, yeah. that, that makes sense, yeah. Because yeah. when I think of Inside, like mm. one of the most mm. memorable things was its sound design. Yeah. Like, have you, you you've played Inside, yeah. haven't you, Ben? Adil, did you ever play? It? I didn't finish it. Um, right. Oh, so. Yeah. So um. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. You you can say what if, yeah. I'm, I know enough about the game that you don't have to worry about spoiling. No, no, I won't spoil it. But there are like like you know this part with like this sonic boom part of it where it's just like. Wow, they had a sound design on this game, <laughs> you know. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's a perfect video game. Mm, um, mm. Sort of like, um, what's perfect in my top three? Ooh, we'll, we'll find out. To, we'll, we'll find we'll, out. We're we'll about we'll to move to in. That. We're about to move into mm. our top threes. Um, should we open up? Uh, I'm going to open up my final beer. My yeah, second I'm beer. Good I'm sorry. Good, good, yeah. good. Um, okay, I, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going back to France. Um, this has been oh. sat in my cupboard for a few months since my trip to France. Um, it's from uh, Le Debouche, I think. La Debouche. Uh, there's a little bird, yeah, a little yeah. bird skull on that. I think I drank Debouche. one of their beers, Debouche. like an IPA or something. Um, but this is uh, Insomnie. I can't read what this says. Uh, Dans la nuit blanc, j'entends faire le mort. Something. Death. Oh, good, but brilliant. Um, <laughs> this is an imperial stout. Um, you, Lucy, you, you might be able to tell me. Uh, cocoa, I, I get what that is. And uh, syrup durable? Yep. Syrup durable? Barrel aged, that's the words that appear on this beer. Right. Um, <laughs> but it is, I, I, would ass- I would assume it's a stout. It's 13.5%. Yeah. How do you spell that? 
Debosh. Uh, which bit? Durable. D apostrophe. E R A B L E. Yes. Uh, it's maple syrup. Oh, okay. So it's a maple syrup beer. Amazing. An imperial stout. With now, now I feel fucking showed up. I'm in Canada, and yeah. you're having the maple syrup. <laughs> I'm having the French maple syrup beer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I thought you'd learn that from birth. You know? <laughs> like, even oh. in the botched accent, I thought you'd. <laughs> uh, I guess you know what it turns out that um, twelve. 13 years? No. 11 years in the UK? It's just... just uh, it's undone my maple syrup youth. Yes, yeah, it's I, fair. I mean... It does. It does. It does. It does. Um, okay, cool. We'll roll around. Oh, Ben, that looks um, lovely. Mm, oh, it's even, God, it's, yeah. It's almost even darker than the last beer I, I drank. But um, we'll, we'll get to it momentarily. Um, Lucy. Mm. Yeah, I bought this. Was it earlier this year? It's been it's been sat around for a while. Um, but this is the Maiden Twenty Twenty Barrel nice. Aged Anniversary Barley Wine from Siren. Um, this is eleven percent. Um, Sturchley wines were selling several different years. I don't know what year they went back to, but um, I was like, okay, I'll pick up. A few years back, because I'm sure I bought it this year, and somehow 2020 was three years ago. Yeah, don't know how that happens. Lies, lies, is. and slander. Um, don't mention what's going to happen <laughs> in like eight days, nine days. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a leap year. I feel like it's been like eight years since the leap year. <laughs> Probably has to me. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last one would be 2020, but 2020 didn't happen. But apparently, uh, tw- to be fair, 2020. Is- February 29th was still like a normal feeling day. Like, this was the yeah. bubblings of COVID. Mm. To be fair, this was bottled on the 9th of February 2021. Oh! Because they had, they had so it had been had brewing had across aged. 2020. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or um, aging, yes. Uh, but Maiden is our anniversary celebration, a blend of barley wine aged in a multitude of barrels sourced from the finest wine and spirits and spirit producers worldwide. Each year's vintage is unique, so visit our website. Um, yeah, three hundred seventy-five. Nice. We'll uh, been sat around, so yeah. It's hopeful. Yeah, I, I hope I'm hoping for decadence. Good. Hoping for decadence. Um, cool. Adil, what's your third beer? It is uh, shockingly from. Prairie Dog Brewing. Mm. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, Double Dry Hop West Coast IPA. Another at six point six percent strong beer. Um, so I picked this order not by pure ABV, obviously, because the other one was six point eight percent, but mm-hmm. double the sour. It's called Tail Twitcher. It's got this lovely can art. Nice. It's almost like. Where's Wally slash um oh we played oh, some yeah. games. Oh did you did you play the Google uh twenty twenty years thing or no. what twenty five years thing? Which is basically a where's Wally, but they made it for like the top searches in the last twenty years. That was uh fun. that sounds like NSFW. In, in... Obviously it's like <laughs> stuff like yeah. Taylor Swift and Pikachu. 
And like Sonic. I said, Preg- Taylor Preg- Swift must yeah. <laughs> Pikachu could still be in SFW. It's the internet we're talking about. Uh, um, yeah, it, no, no, but the year in review for porn, oh. it's, I read that every year. Oh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. It is. It's really the best thing a Canadian company has ever done. Canadian company, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, I want to point out what I love about this mostly is the things in the sky. So you got this like clown on a red balloon, mm. and that oh, oh, it's not focusing. It's an eagle holding what I think is a prairie dog, right? With like cartoon sweat lines. <laughs> yeah. There's a rock climber, but then there's a giant prairie dog <laughs> kaiju style. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then a hang glider dude and a, and a random superhero. But like th- this just tickles me to know. That's end. very good. Um, yeah, that's yeah. very good. So it's called yeah, Tail Twitcher. Cannot. Yeah, it's a double dry hopped West Coast IPA. Whatever twitches your tail, everyone has that special something that gives them life. Brewing fresh, high quality beer is our twi- Tail Twitcher. Our flagship IPA, this classic West Coast style, delivers punches of citrus, smooth pine, and resin thanks to a generous double up dry hop of cryo mosaic and mosaic. Cryo Amaro and and Amarillo lemon drop and citra. Tail Twitcher is balanced with an amber malt base, spicy rye character, and assertive bitterness, making this IPA a beer to drink anywhere. Enjoy this beer with Cambazala cheese, chicken wings, carrot cake, or your favorite hobby. And this was four more dollars. Nice. Um, so they must like cheese, given how every single yes. one of the recommendations starts with cheese. Uh. So maybe this is like weirdly like second degree non-vegan. Like it's like two levels of abstraction supporting people who <laughs> love cheese. I'm joking. I don't care. Um, you support the cheese network. Not vegan. The cheese network um, actually sounds like a better TV per, uh, channel than the food network. Um, <laughs> the cheese network. <laughs> good. Good. So, so I, before I uh, let, let you move on, it's, Mm. Four Canadian pounds is two pound. So four Canadian dollars is two pound thirty-seven. Wow! Um, so you you drank so, for less than ten quid today. Oh uh, yeah. So my the three dollar one is a pound seventy-eight. Mm. Bloody hell! So that first beer I had was under two quid. Oh yeah, and the other two are under three pounds. Yeah. Nuts! Absolutely nuts. Uh, but oh I, no, they're I, prairie dogs. They're not squirrels. Nice. Um. Womp womp. So yeah, I I spent six pound uh, six pounds fifty two on the three beers. Nice, nice. Um, I imagine that the new Bristol brewery Left Handed Giant was about six or seven pounds, so probably an equivalent yeah. cost to all of your beers. But one of the good things about the craft beer scene in France is that that they were all very low priced. Uh, you know, this mm. might have been maybe it for like a, a thirteen and a half percent imperial stout i think this was like four or five euros you know okay maybe closer to three pound fifty four pounds or something like that but still very very cheap in comparison to what we're used to um it's it's this smells much more like a barley wine like you get the Mm. sweetness i'm 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 getting a lot of almost uh, just alcohol vapor just ethanol off of this beer um it's very very sweet um, which I don't sort of uh, kind of sort of expect with maple syrup, but maybe not quite like a big sort of alcoholy sweet nose to it. But mm. whoa, whoa, oh, wow, that's a flavour. 
Mm, let's go back in. I mean, as I'm as I'm speaking, I can feel the alcohol. It's just it's wafting off of this, wafting off of the liquid, and it's like the Birmingham Canal. Yeah. <laughs> just the alcohol absorbs into everyone's skin. Um, it's it's an interesting flavour. Um, nothing massively stands out as a as a flavour to kind of pick out from this. Once you get over the the initial kind of sweetness, as I say, it, it does feel like a barley wine more than a stout. There's that kind of maybe slight. I suppose it's maybe the barrel age that's that's, that's doing it a little bit more because it doesn't tell me what barrels this was in. Whether it was maple syrup barrels, I don't think that's a thing. Um, but it's very very sweet. It almost feels a little bit kind of blueberry, and 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 and. and edging more on like a very tart red wine than kind of uh, anything else that's, that's in this or at least maybe red wine barrels or something so there's a little bit of woodiness to that beginning there's a little bit of smoke to that but it's the kind of real berry depth that you get on this um, and that kind of mellows out into something where you're starting to pick out a little bit more of a, a kind of a dark chocolate, maybe in the background as well. Mm. So it, it kind of like creeps in. I'm not getting much maple syrup from this, but maybe that's more just binding these kinds of flavors uh, together. But it's it's very kind of yeah, getting a, a very kind of like sort of woody tannin, very berry kind of start to this bit a little sweet but then just with those kind of more earthy kind of notes in the background um, um, for it to go much more into a, a deep really dark kind of chocolate flavor towards the end and that's it's a lovely combination um, mm. but it's, it's hard it's really hard to pick those out it just kind of flows very very nicely uh, in, in between these and the, the the sweetness kind of like the like the first bit the sweetness pops back up towards the end as well. So whilst it is dry, it's not too dry that I'm going back to it. it, it it's allowing me to sit here and savour it um, and not asking too much of me. It's not asking me to come back to it too quickly. Mm. Um, so again, another beer that I'm just going to sit on top of. Oh, and um, and just Yes, exactly. And... <laughs> uh, just luxuriate over. Um, who do we go to next? Lucy, the maiden. Hmm. That's your Elden Ring name, okay, by the way, so... Lucy the Maiden. Um... <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's um, got a weird, almost uh, dark plum colour to it. It probably turns up more black on, mm, on mm. your screen, but there's definitely... Oh, is there any white bleed at the bottom? Just, j- just where the light is, it's a dark brown, but yeah, completely opaque. It smells of raisins. Nice. Mm, maybe a bit of rum and raisin. What was it? What, which, uh. What was it aged in? Finest wine in Just says aged in a multitude of barrels. Okay. Doesn't a multitude? Specify, Interesting. Yeah. Doesn't actually specify which ones. But yeah, a bit, a bit vinous, a bit whiny. 
on the aroma. But yeah, a lot of raisin. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's that's ridiculously smooth and easy to drink for an 11% beer. Mm. Um, As you'd expect, there's like no carbonation, but it's it's just smooth. Mm. And easy drinking, yeah. It's, it's, you couldn't tell that's 11%. Um, just by... Hmm, maybe I need to cleanse my palate from that Dea. This is a testament to the Dea, how strong the flavours are. Yeah. But, um, getting a lot of... Just a lot of raisin at the moment. Let me um, have a swig of water. Probably to sober myself up as well. Yeah, um, fair. Yeah, a bit of bit of chocolate, bit of raisin. Probably not as much depth that I'd expect. Maybe I'm not sensing it at this moment. Um, whereas with the the brewery keys one, it's like even though I had a strong smoky, you know, flavour at the start. I could tell there was a lot of depth behind mm-hmm. it that I just wasn't picking up. Whereas this is the bit of the inverse. I don't know if this has a lot of depth. Right. Maybe it'll come to the forefront a bit later, but um, it's very easy. It's very pleasant. It's something that maybe you wouldn't crack open for your friend saying, well, look at this. I've had this since 2020, but it's just like, yeah, let's just drink this. It's very pleasant. Sure. Let's just hammer this down, but you wouldn't have a large discussion about the mm. all the depth that it's accumulated over the years. It's just a very good beer. Sure. Yeah, okay. For now, we'll see how it develops mm. later, but again, this this seems very easy to drink. Um, mm. I think less impressively so, because the amount of smoke and peat on that brewery keys, yeah, it was still very easy to drink. Whereas this is just a lot more toned down and... Um, uh, but it's still very, very, very. You can tell there's some depth to this, mm-hmm. actually. Now that I've been speaking a bit more, now that I've been rambling, but I'm just not picking up on it yet. <laughs> we'll return. We'll return at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll return to it because yeah, middle, not middling reviews currently, but like not as strong as the last two beers. Okay, currently, okay. but um. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, um, good. But it's nice. It's nice. Very um, nice. Adil, we'll come to you. Yeah. Uh, so, much darker, orangey, honey-coloured almost. Mm. That glass. That glass in the orange colour. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me, let me... Let me. Sorry. Let me just uh, top it up so you can see Batman's head. <laughs> there you go. Because we need to. Look yeah, at that nice. face. Nice. Uh, I also love the like action lines behind him. Mm. It's very good. Um, so lovely pour. Um, just that top up. It's giving me a nice uh, finger of head. It's definitely much sweeter, much maltier. Um, think um, yeah, like a sweet biscuit. Um, um, a bit honey. Oh, this is a very good example of a West Coast. 
with um i'm gonna say more malt on the finish than i was expecting maybe i'll get used to it maybe it's just the difference between this and the cold ipa the crispy girl mm. um that was awkward timing where I licked my lips after saying crispy girl, but I just noticed <laughs> a, a bit of beer head on my oh. mustache. Mm. And, <laughs> not happy with that. Um, I, I really like it. Um, definitely taste the Amarillo and the Mosaic. Oh, I think the, the tasting note said something about piney and resiny. I would say it's there. It's, not it's there the entire time but not super pine forward which is kind of nice because it sort of that means it appears when the other things sort of ebb and flow but it's not like i i i like a resiny beer but i don't like to like it to be too resin tasty forward right how to take away from the other just because that like resiny bitterness can often mask other things and this is not that this is this is there but uh Um, yeah, there, but a bit, but like I said, more reserved. So it's there and it makes itself known when other things aren't. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell, definitely tell it's double dry hopped because it's not as similar in the taste to the nose, which I don't mind. Um, it's a lot more malty and yeah, that piney, um, less citrusy, less tropical, um, then the nose would um, maybe lead you to believe. I like that it's bitter, but not too bitter. And the finish is actually quite light. The previous beer I was saying kind of had a longer, a bit more drying finish. This has none of that. I, my my palate feels wet. Uh, I can mm. I can tell the hoppy bitterness is there, but actually some of the sweetness and uh, maltiness is going along uh, a pace with the bitterness. So I'm not feeling too bitter. I'm also feeling like multiple layers of taste on a longer finish, which is more rare. Um, so I really don't have a need to like grab another sip, except for telling you guys what the original taste tasted sure. like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is definitely a beer you could easily sip um, or drink quickly because it has a very clear, strong taste, and that pininess is actually more in the is almost not in the finish at all. Mm. So if you want that more resininess, oh, no, there it is. But yeah, but it makes itself known a bit more in the actual taste versus the finish. So you would maybe pursue that and drink a bit quicker. But other than that, this is just a beer that tastes, you can still tell you had a beer 30 seconds a minute ago, which is kind of yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And also I will say that the, the, I think they mentioned there was rye in it and I can definitely tell that as well. It's a really well-balanced beer. I get why this is their flagship. Right. It's a West Coast that, feels distinctly of a place of a brewery so it's yeah, not like a yeah. west coast that like it's not your quintessential west coast where it's like this could be made by anyone this is what they strive for this is like oh it's clearly a west coast but it's very clearly made by these these people honestly uh yeah I, i'm really happy with all three of these and we can talk about it more at the end nice uh, good, good. Nice. cool yeah. um yeah can we quickly swing back to oh yes. uh, yeah i know this another beer that we have had to midstream come back to but um this feels very much like a beer that is i don't want to say past its due by date but diminishing returns okay. after after a certain point it seems like yeah this probably would have been good after like a year 
but mm. after like maybe two, three years, maybe you're getting that diminishing returns where it's like, oh, after a year you're getting so much depth and mm-hmm. you know flavor and stuff like that. This feels like maybe a little bit past right. It's due by date in in the sense of that like, it's not bad or anything gone off or anything like that, but it's like you're not getting the best of that barrel aged content. Mm. Um, that's what it feels right. like. Feels a bit thin, or thinner than I'd like, and a little bit. I mean, for a barley wine that's eleven percent, you don't want it like too overwhelming. I've had many a barley wine that is just like, oh, this is too much. Well, it blows but your it head just off. Feels like it's gone. Yeah, this feels like it's just a step beyond that other side okay. of the. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what fair, it feels fair. like. But it's still, it's still, still very easily drinkable mm. and still nice. But it just feels like, yeah, maybe this would be good if I got the maiden twenty twenty one rather than twenty twenty. Mm. Okay. Cool, cool. Mm. Um, good. Let's then jump into our top threes. Uh, there may not be a huge amount to talk about on these. It may be uh, games that we have spoken about a lot oh. of, kind of across the yeah. year or on yeah. on various episodes. So we'll try and keep it quite quite short on these. Um, Mm-hmm. I will kick in with my number three, a game that I have played very recently, a game I talked about on the podcast very recently, um, but not a game from this year. I'm dipping back into the archive, uh, uh, mm. um, but the game that I have enjoyed the most so far Naughty. on my PlayStation 5, which is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Oh. Um, but, I mean, just it's just what a fun game. It's, it's probably mm. the game I've had the most fun with out of any game that I have played this year. Um, it looks it, great. Insomniac are a, a crazy studio. Absolutely. And I'm I'm very interested in that leak. I'm sad that it happened mm. to, you know, well, with the people's details out there, but I really want to know why they are so pro- prolific and what they do and why they are so well run. Yeah, I mean, mm. that, that does such good games Absolutely, absolutely. Time. You never so, hear about, you know... Uh, you hear about Naughty Dog and you hear about Crunch and the, mm-hmm. the culture. Yeah. You never hear anything bad about Insomniac at all. And no. yet, and it's like, how do they do Ratchet that? and Clank, they out... Spider-Man, yeah. they've already bashed out several For games every one on Naughty Dog game, there's seven Insomniac <laughs> games. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like it, they're just so well yeah. run. It's like, I wish... I'm sure they're sharing industry practice and best practices and stuff like that, but for me an outlier you know an onlooker to to know what they actually do i don't know if you can gauge that from whatever got leaked but it's like mm. it would be interesting to because even looking at like the wolverine footage like they're already in like you know that there are assets and the story's done I mean, by the so, looks yeah. of it. and it's, i you know yeah I mean? it's an interesting so, process in terms of the idea of uh and how many Things I have read about, uh, you get so much made to make a vertical slice, which may never actually appear in a game, mm-hmm. but actually that's the first mm-hmm. thing that you do. So you can start showing trailers, you can start showing things at, at trade mm. shows and, 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 and conferences and all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, you know, uh, 2%. Of the uh, of kind of yeah. how the game yeah. is is progressing, um, so it'd be so nice for the curtain to be pulled back mm. on like the whole gaming industry. I think that's where and mm. who better to do it than Insomniac? Absolutely. I know there's like GDC talks and everything, but there's such an iron curtain mm. between yeah. the user and, and uh, the actual maker. There is like... a podcast, the Game Makers podcast. Mm. 
which I think is hosted by the bloke who runs Insomniac. I can never remember his name. Really? Um, Ted, Ted Price. Price yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, there is a Game Makers. There is a, a, a podcast series that he occasionally hosts and talks to other to developers a lot uh, uh, about this. But there was the um, Santa Monica God of War uh, documentary that, that, that came out as well. And I think Insomniac would be... Prime yeah, that, that for that heart. kind of style storytelling for us as well to give us a little bit of an insight into into but what's I been going on. Like that God of War podcast, mm. that 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 in that uh, not podcast the documentary because mm. at the end they were like, yeah, I didn't see my kids. Yes, five, very please. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, none of it was worth yeah. it. Everyone likes God of War, but who cares? Absolutely, it's not mm. worth mm. you not seeing your kids. And I was just like. Because that was obviously Sony, you know, they gave the green light, and it was a lot. It was it was very revealing, and I enjoyed that. But I was like, "Why are you celebrating this? Because mm. this could have been a sixty percent Metacritic game for all anyone would have known." Yeah, you know what I mean. Just because you made a good game, it doesn't justify <laughs> you not yeah. seeing your kids. Absolutely, for five absolutely. Years. I think what? Why are you putting this it's, out? It's it's awful. Interestingly, it's, awful. it's, it's kind of, as we started the show this off with how awful celebrate. the fucking video games industry is. It yeah. hasn't changed. It doesn't change. Nothing changes. It just is because you made it, just it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, just because you made a game that got ninety percent on Metacritic versus fifty percent. Mm. Doesn't make any Absolutely. difference. You didn't see. Your Agreed. Kids yeah. What's yep. the point? Um, it, it it just it it, it left us out. Okay. You know, fair, fair. It's in my mouth. Great game, but like Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's not worth. It. Um, just because someone connected with their dad over the internet, it's just like oh, yeah. it's, it. <laughs> it's like your kids will hate you and need therapy <laughs> because you didn't see them for five years. So it's like what's the yes, point? Yes, but someone else's kids oh. connected with their their dad, you know, very nicely through this story. It um. So we'll we'll roll through these quickly. Lucy, yeah. Lucy, number three, number three. Um, my number three, uh, it's Cocoon, Ooh. which is a yeah a late comer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know when a game's just like, oh, you've played video games before. <laughs> You're not a baby, <laughs> even though video games are for Absolutely. children. Um, <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, you've played a video game before. It says nothing. There's no text in the game. Right. It's just like, mm. go. The same as inside. It's just like, mm. go, go. Press a button and you'll figure out what things do. It just goes and it's, um, yeah, after seeing that I had played over 100 hours of Call of Duty and it humbled me, I was like, I need to play Cocoon because it's like, it's made from one of the guys who made Inside, which is the best game ever made. So I need to play it. Um... And yeah, it's it, it deals a lot, well not a lot with like recursion. It has like elements of recursion with worlds yes. within worlds. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it's not as it's not as deep. They could have gone like ten layers in with recursion because that's how recursion works. Mm. They didn't. They restrained themselves. Mm-hmm. It's only until like the last tenth of the game um, that you're actually dealing with like oh this is more layers deep um, but it's it sort of reminds me of um, gosh that, that puzzle game that I played a few years ago uh, a monsters is it a monsters expedition 
Oh, sounds like, yeah, a Monster Expedition. Mm. Yes, where it's just a puzzle game made by people who make puzzle games. They've made puzzle games their whole life, and it's just like here, you puzzle game enthusiast, just play it, mm. and it works. And uh, and the revelations come with them teaching you the mechanics in an organic way, where it's like you stumble upon them just for your own reasoning and your Ooh. own intuition, Ooh. and it's. Cocoon is very. We, good. We, are we mm. witness just... levels of puzzle. Excellent. No. Okay. Okay. All right. I think. I think the Ooh. stuff like the witness and inside, inside especially the. I think inside the revelations are more narrative. Mm-hmm. The inside the witness is more. Oh, there's stuff going on in this mm. world that I had no idea about, and that only reveal itself to you once you. Look around a bit yeah. more. I don't want to be <coughs> witless, but um, I think Cocoon Sorry. is like there's a. It's all right. There's there's like revelations within the puzzles, but it's not even even a monster's expedition. I think those revelations are better. Right. Mm. Just like oh, this was always available to me. Whereas Cocoon is like it's very gated. It's very linear. Right, okay. mm. It's like. It's like you, the, the the solutions to the puzzles are only for that particular part of the game, mm. and it's like, oh, I couldn't have done this before because that's not what the game wanted me to do. Whereas right. in like a monster's expedition, it's like, oh, this was always available. Mm, to me. Mm. I right. had no idea because it's very, it's it's not linear in that sense because you can go to any puzzle that you kind of want. Um, but yeah, Cocoon is just like, oh, you've played a puzzle game before. You know how to play puzzle games. Well, here you go. Just okay. go. Yeah. And it's like, I never got stuck. It it just flowed. It just flows in a way that it's like, okay, you've played a video game before. You've played a puzzle game before. I think yeah. you'd get stuck if you spent like a day or two between puzzles, but it's like, I, I, I spent two days on it. Most the first day I, I completed eighty six percent. Oh wow! Next day was the, the yeah, because it, it it just it just flows. It's like it won't tell you anything. You press the button, you realize there's two interactions with it, and you're done. And it's it's, it's nice like, and quick. It's like Bug World, where the art the art direction is like great. It's like. I thought, okay, is there going to be anything that trips up my like arachnophobia or trypophobia? And it's like, no, it's okay. <laughs> you know, everything's got this bug, nasty bug look, but it's very mechanical right. and very scientific right. kind of look to it. And it's just, it's just so. It's made um, by people who know how to make puzzle games, are accomplished at it, and they made a very good one. And it's like, there you go. Nice. As I say, it's, I mean. It's, I, Nowhere I, near the heights of Inside, mm. but I it's bought just it as a based on as you. A uh, it was on sale, and so I bought it based on your recommendation from the other week. Yeah, yeah. If you start it, you'll finish it. It's one of those mm. games. I've installed it and on the, the Steam Deck, so that might be my tonight. Given you know, mm. it's only three thirty. <laughs> Got a whole day in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, are that... you kidding? After we after we sign off, I'm gonna fucking nap. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, forty. I've we... had three beers midday. Yes, yes. Uh, let's jump to you then, mate. For yeah. for number three. Yeah. So this, uh, 
uh, is the reason why I didn't want to talk about best narrative because uh, it's Venba, right? And what um, I mean, just a solid game. Lucy said a bunch. We've talked about it on an episode <laughs> before. Um, I think the representation matters. The fact that it's you know, um, so good. Yeah, the fact that just it's as any second generation immigrant or first generation immigrant playing that game, you get it. Yeah, so I was going to say fun. I'm not Tamil, uh, but my parents did move here in the '80s, uh, not to Toronto but to Calgary. But also, as Lucy says, I think the the bits that it beats it hits as an immigrant are weirdly universal uh, in the mm. sense of if you mm. are an immigrant Absolutely. you will under- to somewhere in the west you'll understand the struggles that it like implies I think the way the narrative leaves us is interesting um, I won't spoil it but I just was pleasantly surprised by that ending uh, but also there's just some, like really strong moments where you know like they Mild spoilers, something happens to the dad uh, late at night in the park. And they don't, and I say mild spoiler because they don't explain it. They right. don't, no. But if you know, you know. Somewhat, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and, it's, it's somewhat ambiguous, but not ambiguous at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And there doesn't seem to, the sad thing about that is there doesn't seem like any conclusion to that, which is like, no, nope. yeah, wouldn't be. Nope. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually thought that was one of the the like bundling up the kid and looking for the dad and finding him sort of in disrepair and clearly dealing with some yeah. shit. And then just like moving yeah. on, and the next scene, the next recipe is like years later is exactly the point. And I thought right. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I think that was like one of the best parts of the narrative and writing because they knew that they didn't have to say more and actually mm. saying more would detract from you know the commonalities etc um like and and like you said lucy the fact that like there isn't more to say because it happened and probably nothing nothing else yeah like the, yeah. that family yeah. just has a scar mm-hmm. and like forevermore his glasses are broken and that's the only <laughs> reminder i think uh, that it happened which also is a really great like tag for yeah, years pass. He's still wearing his broken glasses because they never got not poor, basically, right? And so, yeah, yeah. and the and the immigrant he, he was always struggling. Yeah, he and the immigrant mentality of if you can wherever you can save money, you, you can, and also that coupled with more <laughs> the Indian frugalness, we'll say. <laughs> like I'm in, I'm experiencing that now. Coming back to my parents' place, that I moved them in in January 2022, and just like the things they haven't quite got around to doing because you know that costs money and we'll do it eventually and it's like yep uh and and like we said before it's a really fun i i've griped a bit about how i think the big the biggest meal you prepare is the least interactive and that was like a missed Mm -hmm. opportunity uh, just because of the way the rest of the game made me feel about cooking and interacting and like the gameplay fed into that narrative and that characterization and that was the one time where it felt the opposite Um, but other Mm. than that I think it's a great game it's short, it's like indie developers and it's not about being a perfectly crafted thing so that's okay 
No, uh, but I think it's one of the most important games that came out this year for yeah. sure. Nice. Um, it's very yeah. Good. Yeah, and so I I, I so floated between two and three, and I put it at three, okay. um, just because well, it's the uh, the gamey parts. Let's stick with you. Mm-hmm. Let's stick with you for your okay. number two then. Let's roll into your yeah. Number two. Uh, my number two is uh, the Curse of the Golden Idol. Ah. Yay! Which is technically nice. last year's game, I think. No, it doesn't matter. This game of the year, really. Yeah, it's great. And there were some. Because <laughs> DLC... I played the DLC this year. Yeah. yeah so yeah, there, I mean, I haven't played DLC. I haven't quite finished it, mostly because I played it with my ex, and then we waited. Mm. I was waiting around to continue playing it with her, and then there wasn't a her to play it with. No, she didn't die. Um, I did no longer <laughs> want to play <laughs> video games with that person. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so I I actually have it on the Steam Deck, and I think I might that's on my list of before the kids arrive, my sister and her and my niece and nephew are coming up uh, on Saturday, and so on Saturday they're driving up, so I'll have all day Saturday. I don't have a lot of other stuff to do, so I'll help my parents get the house ready, and I think I'm just gonna vegetate and play games, mm. and. Golden Idols near That's the top of the one. list because I'm pretty Cause close yeah, to the finishing it. it I can knock mm-hmm. it out and then possibly um, Cocoon and or hit the DLC up if I'm still in the Golden Idol mood. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I mean, we've set up we've set a bunch yeah. about it, so I won't mm. like waste our time. Cool. But yeah. it's a fun little game. There's a new game coming out in 2024 for Netflix. Yes. Which, yeah, I know you sent me the link, Ben, but yeah, yeah. I saw that in the game or something. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Um, yep. Good, Lucy. Then you're you're number two. It, it's a space world game, so I don't know where that hits for you, Ben. Because I know we talked about it. What? And uh, yeah, that's my number two game. The space. The world. space world. It, 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 people yeah. will not know what the space world game is unless they've got right to the end. It, is, is, is it is it your game of the year? Because then I won't. Speak no, about it. it's also my number two. Oh, okay. so you guys can just have you guys have a chat. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, we, 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 we've we talked finished yeah, we it. Finished we both it. We talked about just on uh, <laughs> kind of at good. length over the last few episodes. Yeah. We spent a couple of episodes. I bought it based on your guys's. Um... Yeah, nice. I, nice. Yeah, I, I really, really like that game. Mm. It's like it, it does one thing very well. It's it's colourful. That it, it if it I was going to give it to the best narrative of the mm. year because it is that boomer complex where it's like well you know we messed up the world and we'll keep it this way yes, <laughs> and yeah, it's just yeah. like yeah the, the the further you go into this very uh there's no water in this world um kind of thing and you you start to figure out i don't want to spoil it for anyone mm. but you start to figure out why there's no water the um uh meteorological reason why there's no water in this world and people's response to that where it's like yeah we'll hoard it for Mm. ourselves um and we'll just be like well (laughs) future generations we're not thinking of them um yeah it 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 does shine a light on like climate change and how it will go because that's (laughs) that's how things will go and it's like it's it's rough and it's all told through the medium of you know just like uh, the, the the conches, the seashells that they hold mm-hmm. up and to their ear, and the music through, well, the soundscape through that, and uh, written notes, and it's just 
the the further you climb up this this mountain because it is a climbing game to try and find the where the water has gone where the rain has gone the source of the water um the source of the river it it, it just gets more and more depressing um it, it's like climbing just like the hierarchies as well it, it just works on so many levels where it's like climbing the hierarchies of society and climbing the mountain and just seeing the people at the top like benefit from what what used to be and how trickle down economics <laughs> doesn't work and it's just like this game is just a metaphor for all of that and the narrative is just so good and so well told and it, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Just, it's no. interesting. The, mm-hmm. the again, some of the text that you pick up is, oh, we've got to move. You know, we've we've got <laughs> yeah. to go down. We've got to follow down. And 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 you know, you'd previously seen some some letters saying, oh, we've we've written to the, the to the the people above to ask them to come down because we can help them and all this sort of stuff. And then you get varying kind of accounts of that. And some people say, you know, I'm moving down, I'm going down, I'm taking my family because there's nothing for us here uh-huh, anymore. And other people uh-huh. kind of being like, well, why would we go anywhere? We have everything we need kind of here. It doesn't matter that stuff has happened. So it's a real interesting kind of like microcosm of society yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in in that. And I think uh, the the thing that, that kind of elevated it again for me to, you know, uh, top three was we're talking about that kind of wanting that emotional connection kind of with the end wanting the Mm. idea of not necessarily the struggle of the climb but that kind of uh you know everything had kind of been a little bit easy it's just a bit of a climb and stuff like that and then suddenly it's like oh this is a harder a slightly longer section not necessarily harder but a slightly longer section the environment has changed things things Mm -hmm. have ramped up and actually, it's a it's it, it's much more kind of it feels more at, that there is more of a stake to what you're doing suddenly, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. evolves and evolves. Mm. It still and evolves, feels quite breezy, very much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon the pun, mm. if anyone's <laughs> played to that point, but it's like it's like I knew, yeah, it does feel more high stakes. Mm. You know, mechanically, there's not high stakes. Yep. You still have your tethers and stuff like that. It's like you can fall and you'll still be okay. Mm. But yes, in terms of like the stakes of what you as the character are fighting for and trying striving towards it does carry that weight even though mechanically mm. that's not it at all because it is quite relaxing but yeah the narrative just plays so well into that um how you feel like yes the end of the world happened a long time ago yeah. and it's like yeah it it's just so prescient for what will eventually happen yeah. and what's mm. already happening and it's just like uh, I mean it doesn't surprise me that the people who made like the Life of Strange games wrote a very good game Absolutely, but it's like yeah. it's just the medium through which it's told it's just it's just so good it's so good mm. Mm. Um, it, yeah it's just one of those smaller smaller size games that does something very very good and very powerful in a short space of time yeah um yeah, I, I I loved it. I was, I think it was like recency bias. What? Why I was thinking should this be number one? Mm. But it could very much be number uh, one. Absolutely. How, how absolutely. I marinate on it, um, you know, in a few months. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um. Mm-hmm. So number ones, number ones. Then, mm-hmm. 
And I'll, I'll jump in to the game that's just only very slightly peaked just on to number one. Um, it's Darkest Dungeon 2. Ooh. Um, yeah. A game which punishes you. But yeah, Jasant is a game which feels like it should punish you, but is actually a little forgiving and, and, and things. Darkest Dungeon is not forgiving in any way whatsoever. But I want that. I want that kind of difficulty. <laughs> I want that pain. You know, <laughs> it builds so well from the first game. Um, uh, and, and and this Dark Souls Two could have been uh, a game I wanted to play more. It could have been um, best uh, gameplay loop. It could have been best soundtrack and audio. Like it's such a really good package, especially having experience like Darkest Dungeon. And then Dark Century through its early access, that the, the game that has come out as as kind of you know the one version of the game mm. is just so well made that I think I I, I I will suffer. I want to suffer through this <laughs> incredibly difficult game, and I want Honestly. to get beaten, and I want to go back and think about the tactics, think about the characters, the strategy that I want, the move sets that I want for all of these characters, how they all mm. interact, like the difficulty of the relationships as they move through the world, and how they're impacted by the 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 the, the places that we go, uh, gameplay loop, you know, moving through that world, moving through the map, mm-hmm. and picking the places you want to go. Versus, I got here and now I've got to battle like three different rounds of enemies to be able to progress to moving on to that next kind of point and stuff. Like it is brutal, but it just pulls you through. It drives you. It just, it, it, mm. it, I say, drives you, doesn't it? Drags you through. It is. It is very <laughs> much kind of like get here now. Get to this point. Just so move. So, how many runs did you do? Oh, oh, fucking loads, mate. Absolutely loads. Yeah. Um, I. Mm-hmm. I'm only into the second chapter of five, and, and I think, fair, and I yeah. think I've done. I mean, I've done tens, tens of runs in the first chapter to get through to that, mm. that yeah, point. I've, yeah. I've I've got to the yeah. mountain and I've got to that that first chapter boss uh, like seven or eight times before I managed to get past it. Um, progressing through, then the second chapter again. I've done tens of runs, and it's the idea of being like, great. This is the environment coming up. How can I tailor my build slightly to deal with that? Here are some items which might make that bit easier. But now what I've done mm. is I've made the next bit much harder. Fuck, I'm dead. Start again. Rebalance. <laughs> Rethink about these things. Think yes. about that strategy. Think about the enemies. I could see up. why this would be in the best gameplay loop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And, it, yeah. and it, the, the, but... the characters build over those runs as well so it isn't it isn't Mm -hmm. start again every time it's cool you're progressing your party and you've unlocked new characters that you can call upon now make a new party now move forward because you've you understand the tactics of that party and you think that this will be the best way to work this section of the game so move through with that and that's how it works Mm. well for you as a player and that will be completely different to somebody else i think again the versatility in the tools that you have to progress through that game are just very, very good. You know, from the characters mm-hmm. to the way that you can build them, to the items that you can equip, uh, even to the to the sort of the build of the the coach and the items you can equip to the coach itself, let alone just the characters, um, just gives such a breadth of options 
uh, that it, 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 it's just like it, it's menus, it's menus, it's items, it's placing stuff, it's clicking. It's a menu, it's a menu game, and I, I love it. It's a, it's a Ben yeah, game. Absolutely, it's I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good because I heard that that game had a bit of a rough start in terms of the difficulty mm. leveling and balancing, but to know that it's come full circle and it's like your game of the mm. year. That's good to Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Good. H- who would like to go next? I can go, go next because I've talked about this game. Oh, I've not talked about mine at all. Mine's a surprise. Ooh. Yeah, because I'm. Re- that's why I, but I don't <laughs> really want to know what a deal is <laughs> unless it's Untitled Goose Game. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really interested. Oh, it's a game of life. I didn't play video games. <laughs> I was out in the world. No. Okay, Kermit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not the higher register. That's up here. Yeah, Come on, Lucy. That's really good. No I really that. want him to just just recite his game of the year in a Kermit voice. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, mine's uh, Chance of Senar. Oh, yeah. wow. As I say, yeah. it was... Um, it was a, yeah, Jusant, I think, like, uh, recency bias was like, oh, I really like this narrative, but... I'm going to stay true to myself, mm. and I think Chance of Sinar, for the probably limited number of people who actually played it, um, they understand why language is important, mm. and translation is important, and it's not just about Words. a robot, yeah, rote memorization of, like, kind of letters and words. It's much more about human interaction and and human psyche and you know so you know society and socializing and stuff like that it's just yeah there's someone who spent a good um 20 grand on <laughs> student loans uh to, to to learn languages um this had to be my number one <laughs> it's just like it's just like let me justify that student debt in one way and this is the only way um yeah it's it's just I mean, it's based on, like, the... I mean, I've been writing a... Something for my Substack mm. Um, mm. for so long about this game. And it's like... I keep adding to it, and it's like... It shouldn't be this long, because it's about short musings. Short video games. Which is a short video game. It's like, what? Seven hours or something like Seven, nine hours. Um, but it's just like... It, it's so personal to me, because it's like... Yes, this is why language is powerful. This is why people, especially in England, little Englanders as we are, mm-hmm. just like yeah, we you know everyone should speak uh, you know English and uh, you know Cockney. Everyone should speak like this, and but it's just like no, and everything's you know being drawn into this whole homogenized language, and it's mm. like no, we should respect other people's languages, and we should respect the intonation and the the way they phrase things mm. and it's like that's why mm. I love romance languages so I learned them because it's like the way they phrase things the way sentences are structured it's just so much more it's romantic it's far better than than our botched like germanic and you know like bits of latin and this like kind of homogenized gloop that english is mm. and it's like gloop is such a good sh- word it is, and 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 in this short like ten hour game, it's like you understand there's different structures to language, and it's like each has their own merit, and each has their own, you know, 
idiosyncrasies and it's like this is this is duolingo but made for people and not robots and it's like you know i know duolingo has its merits and it's like it's not how i learn language but it's mm. like it's very good in that sense but it's like i don't think duolingo actually teaches the the the, the, the as i say the idiosyncrasy mm-hmm. it's like this is why mm-hmm. this language is so yeah. nice to learn this is why this language is like this and that and it's just mm. like learn what it's more rote memorization it's not you're not getting to the true heart of it but it's where whereas like chances then are in such a short like runtime mm. it's like you have that sense of because at the end of the game you are or, or through p- parts of the game you were literally doing like uh un kind of translation it's like, this person said this, you've learnt this language, so you have to translate this. And then when you do it, it's like, yay, these two people can speak again. It's like, mm. because there's such a rift between these see, societies. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the Tower of, you know, Babel mm. and all mm. that. And it's like, oh, this is what, they're all happy now, and they're all upset because they, they had different, it's not even like a different kind of like religious ideology. Well, it is, because it's like, this is how they perceive this language and this is how they perceive their language, mm-hmm. but you're all trying to gain the same thing and reach the same goal. And it's all the language that separates you all. And it's like, oh, if you just learnt to understand each other, everything would be okay. And it's like, it's a very simplified, dumbed-down version of like translation and interpretation and language, but it's like, oh, the best version I've ever seen in a video game. Mm. And it's like, oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, my 20 grand worth of debt goes to my chance. <laughs> nice, um, good. The University of Manchester sponsors this <laughs> game here, which is, <laughs> which is nice. chances or not. It's just, it's just, it's, mean, it's just so, so it... the best version of what I deem valuable what languages? that mm. language. Yeah. Yeah. So in, did, distilled did, very simply in a video game. Did you play um, slash? How does it compare to I Heaven's to. Vault? Do you remember I Heaven's Vault? Mm. I need to. I started it. Okay, just this just is just very much more puzzly. Yes. That, that I think that's more heady. Yeah, and I think I, that's but, probably so, what I would like as well. The but way Heaven's Vault was Chance of Sinar. was very much not intonation because it was a hieroglyphic language. You were archaeologying through so it's like it's very much a written language game while i guess chances are obviously the it's the spoken stuff there's 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 written there's spoken there's people's you know body language there's everything around that and it's like i know i'm speaking out of this out of probably ignorance towards heaven's vault i need to play that game because that game is also made for me i believe the way i'm speaking about this in a very heady like kind of philosophical way is I think what Heaven's yeah. Vault was doing. I'm just an idiot. He- Heaven's Vault <laughs> is currently it. on sale 50% off on Steam. I have it. Nice. Oh, I you own, own it. it. Oh, you, think, you've pulled an Adil. I didn't realize you did that. I thought it was yeah, just me. I did that. I think uh, I own it on Switch and I gave away my Switch so I might have to buy it on Steam. Um, so. But I will do that. But yes, th- th- this is the most... But it's it, it's it's me. It's puzzles. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Mm-hmm. understand. I like puzzles. Absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. whereas like, oh, narrative talking to like your space robot is fine. I like a puzzle game. 
game. Yeah. Like the hardcore. Yeah, it's I like a cocoon. <laughs> um, this is the coon of language <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, so that's my good one. Thank you for good. indulging me. No, not at me. all. Thank not you. at all. Um, Adil, we'll finish yes. with you. Yeah. Oh. What is this? Is it connections? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say <laughs> New York Times connections. Uh, no, it's the entire suite of New York Times. Teams. This game came out on December 5th. Okay. Oh, super late game. I want to guess. Yeah, yeah, I want to guess. That's, that's I why guess. I wanted to... Clues. Clues. No, no, December that's 5th, it. It's... That's it. The only clue you get. Uh, also, it features a mechanic that both of you enjoyed in one of your paper games. Ben, we have to guess this. <laughs> Okay, that we... I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> December fifth. Is this Steam? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I I've Steam. no idea what this yeah. game is, is called. It a Steam game. I don't know what this game is called. Mm. But is this the narrative? Uh, Shadow yeah, game. No. Uh, it's a It's like a climbing game, right? It's a climbing game. Mm -hmm. It's not just on. It, no, there's just another on, climbing game. Just on your because I looked game. at this, this the, the other day. I looked at this game the other day. Mm. It's a narrative game about a girl climbing across like the Highlands. Oh, a Highland song! A Highland yes. song! Wow! I have a review code wow. for this, and I wanted to play that. Don't nice. tell me too much. Oh shit! <laughs> it's great. Um, no, tell me everything you want to. How? What do you mean how? I December. Uh, f no, how did you play a game on December fifth? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, and you played enough. Of I it. read a review. It was on sale, right. and airplanes. Oh, the perfect mm, trio, mm. right? The trifecta uh, of a deal. Nice. <laughs> it is so. the The premise of the game you is your you are a teenage girl, a Scottish lass, a Scottish yeah. lass in the Highlands, and your uncle who runs a lighthouse. One of the few last few people who still works in the lighthouse to the point where. You make an audio quip of, I thought all lighthouses were automatic. Does he even know that he might not have to do this? Which is great. Because <laughs> it gives you the sense of modern without losing the sense of not modern that the game mm. wants you to have. Because obviously you don't have a phone. So you you have seven days to get to the lighthouse, which is the sea. You're in the middle of the highlands with your mum. Uh, because something called Beltane is happening. That's it. That's all you know, and immediately the game is like, cool, and your mom calls up to you, and you, and, and you have some options, which is like, two, a couple responses, or run the fuck away, uh, oh, and wow. then you answer, and then the responses are only one option, or run the fuck away, because you're, you already, like, the game does not pull punches, the point is, you are gonna go and try and get there in seven days, right? Um, and it is gorgeous, so um, Moira is uh, the, the people characters are in a, a bit of a Miyazaki sort of soft cell anime style. Uh, everything else is kind of watercolor, and so it's a 2.5D platforming game where you are essentially trying to navigate your way through the highlands to the sea. And so you think of the sea as depth towards through the screen, and you are regular platforming in a two, 2D thing. But it's if like you, super metric. yeah. <laughs> so the point is, you're going to you can walk up a hill, and then when it overlaps with a hill, that's like one degree of depth. The other way, you can then pivot, and then now you'll walk up the other hill, and you've actually moved a little bit of depth. 
but also there are paths that you can find that will make you sort of literally have an animation where you pivot and turn toward back to the camera and walk and then yeah. you reappear yeah. and you're now like a huge degree of depth oh forward but the key here is that it's a puzzly platformer because you find things slash hit moments where you remember a chat with your uncle or your mom or whatever mostly your uncle's stories and you have sketches of maps so you have pieces of paper there are map fragments sometimes it's like you find a boot in the boot there's an article about a uh, observatory 10 years ago that was made uh, by the University of Edinburgh. But here's a picture of it. And so now you know there's an observatory here. And so the whole point is you try and climb peaks in the highlands. And every time you get to the top of the peak, it'll tell you how many of your map fragments are like visible. And then you try and track mm. and say, I think it's this point. Nice. And Moira will be like, oh, I'm not sure. Or, yeah, that seems about right. And then when you traverse to that point... There'll be a path there which will push you mm. further deep. Mm. Um, that's other than that. You're all you have is a stamina bar that will be red generally, and if you fall, it gets dumped down. And that and the stamina bar is how much you can climb, very Breath of the Wild style. But that means if you are super impulsive and you fall a bunch, or you go down a thing where there's impossible to not drop. Now for the rest of this time you will not be able to climb a certain some things that need the entire stamina bar to climb you are right. blocked from you will mm. and it'll compound if you try and climb that thing and fail you will fall and mm. oh, but it takes right, like yeah. it takes like two seconds yeah. on flat ground to catch your breath and then you will like no longer be detrimenting on that it's right. also the highlands so there's really bad weather so when it's raining your bar turns blue and it'll slowly de decrement but if you find a tree or a cave to just shelter in you'll rest up your stamina bar will go to the top of its current level depending how many times you fell but it also won't like you can wait out the rain but what's really cool yeah. is when you're at the top of a peak if it's raining and there's a bunch of clouds you might it says there's two of your map fragments map here but it's like it's so cloudy i'm not gonna be able to find these spots i what do I do? Nice. That's I cool. can wait out the rain at the tree halfway down the slope and then try again, or I can just say, fuck it, and move forward. And so I want to say this about this game. I, I've mm. played it. I, I did not make it in the seven days, so I didn't get the run with the ending that you want, but it's mm. actually it's actually kind of roguelike-ish. Well, not roguelike, but it's, it's a loop game because every path slash map fragment you correctly map stays in your journal. Nice. So subsequent okay. runs, you know, not only do you know what what the routes are, so you can take the shortcut without trying to look for it, mm. but also yeah. the stuff you pick up lasts. And so there are certain things like I found a crowbar and a bottle of whiskey. By the time I got to the end, oh I didn't use God, this, it. This sounds very it's so fucking good. <laughs> so I will like, say, it, you can start... Hello. Oh, oh hi. Probably can't hear us, but that's okay. Very upset, very crying, baby. Oh, oh, oh I did, bless. I did, I did hear. Uh, I did hear a cry as well. <laughs> yeah. Say hi to Kim for us. <laughs> um, so this is what oh, I'll say. <laughs> heard it again. <laughs> this is what I'll say. It's not an old game. It's a game I thought I'd like, and I did. 
Mm. The narrative is so well done because as you like get a map fragment or go to a peak, you have these really, really well-crafted, well-acted um, audio clips of you remembering conversations with your uncle or you yourself talking to yourself. And it's just so well done that like, I honestly yeah. wanted to be like, uh, soundtrack and audio, great, because... Um, Gameplay loop, great, because actually I immediately want to play again, because I know I can get to Beltane in seven days now that I've done it once. But also, I don't want to get there right away, because I found all these random things that have fragments that I haven't mapped yet. Yeah. And and so there's apparently over 100 map fragments. So it's, like wow. a, it's a game oh, wow. made to be replayed, but it's the gameplay itself is super simple and apprehendable. There's... It's it's really fucking good. The only thing is sometimes you can't tell because of the watercolor layering that there is actually a second pivot path to go up. Right. So I had a couple times where I like looped a really hard place where the only way I knew how to get around things, I would fall. And so I just got kind of de decremented myself to a point where when you die, you just like fall asleep for the day. Mm. But also if you don't have a good place to shelter <laughs> at night, you don't get all your stamina back. And that's like as tight as the mechanics get. I will also say there are points which are the most fun part of the game that feels like it could be an entire game of itself, which is you like come up to a point and there's a deer. And you're like, hello, Mr. Deer. And the deer runs away and then Celtic music starts and it says press B to sprint. And then you start sprinting through this passage and you have to hit Y and X to jump and step on. So basically... Mm -hmm. On the path, there's like little circles, which are so like you're running now section. on autopilot. Yeah, there's a rhythm, like an auto runner rhythm section where and it's Celtic music and it's Celtic music, nice. and you are hitting Y and X on the beat, and if you do it, you will bounce and bound, and you will save time, but also you don't say ouch in the middle of the song, and you will run <laughs> a pace with this very pretty cartoon deer, and it's like. Ah, uh, I don't want to miss a thing because this is just such a fucking vibe. I don't even care about gameplay. I'm, I'm enjoying this moment. Nice. I literally yeah, yeah, yeah. haven't fallen. Smith moment. Yeah. yeah, I haven't fallen for a game that's so like in such a simple way in mm. so long, and it's like oh, I and when I like got into a point where I had this loop, which is like sucks because i knew i fucked something up and i knew i lost a day because i was looping around and then i fell and lost another day i'm like i've ruined this run but knowing uh, the background that it, it's okay if i don't get there in time i'll get to play again mm. is great because it, as soon as i realized it was a looping game i stopped feeling the pressure because i yeah. i don't I like this game yeah, enough yeah, that if yeah. if I don't get it next time, that's okay. I you don't actually, have to get it in I'm actually one. okay yeah. with playing a couple runs of just like exploring and fact finding, and then having a run where I push to the middle. Yeah. And also, there's no harm in doing that. Or I could just like try and speed run it, and that's okay too. Because there's often points where it's like, I'm unsure about this. It's getting late. I'm not sure I should do this. And you're like, ah, yeah, go fuck it, fuck it, just go forward. And then you you do, and there might be like there might be repercussions. That is, now it's nightfall, and it's raining, and there's no like cover in sight. So you're gonna have a terrible sleep, or you might luck out, and you're like, I get there, and there's a tree to nap under, and that was worth the risk. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, last game was um the uh, uh gosh, what was it called? The one where you're on the boat and you kill your husband. Um, oh, one, uh, overboard! Yes, so so which is on my list still. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I 
I I was I didn't pay any attention to this game because I was like, it's Inkle, I'm yeah. someone with Inkle, they'll send me a review code. Mm. But you speaking about it now. Because oh. I think I read like one review, but you speaking about it now is just like, okay, this is top of my list. Mm. Oh, yeah. And l- like I said, like oh, I might not have played a lot of good. games this year, but it, it it's not a recency bias. So that to be your number one. It, it, yeah. it just clearly has some stuff that I'm super looking forward to like so it is the game like i i wish i played more of because i wish i had more time since december 5th because i want to do this loop so like literally if we look at our categories the narrative is really simple but great because um it's a i i want to know what happens when i get to beltane early and also i just i kind of you meet people on the way there's a person doing like random crap on a boat and she's just like doing her own thing really interesting way to do a quote-unquote roguelike yeah i think uh, it's like just mix it up with a ton of uh narrative Mm. yeah so the loop's good the narrative's good the soundtrack's great uh so it could have won all your categories basically uh, you can do apart from old game yeah (laughs) old game and i i thought i'd like but didn't because i thought i'd like it and i did (laughs) the rest is like i honestly like was like oh shit (laughs) Uh, and like, <laughs> there's also something. You've done well, sir. You've there's done also well. something about <laughs> it and Venba that I think are what I really enjoy, which is like it's non-standard. Um, it's like there's like a notion of uh, Western-bound cultural point of view, but isn't mm-hmm. the central one that's being celebrated and is integral to the game. And both of these games have that. In very different ways, but like this is about cel- celebrating Scottish yeah. life, but Bit like Celtic music. Yeah, and I what, what I think yeah. is great is by making you like a preteen teen or whatever, you not having a phone or not having service or any of that, like just gets wiped because you ran away from home. You, your mom didn't give you a phone. That's perfectly reasonable. And so yeah. suddenly the game is timeless. Really Hebrides. Yeah, but like the game is timeless because it could <laughs> it could be from my youth or it could be from a youth from today. Yeah. And the only th- and like like I said, they have this like put a hat on. Oh yes, he might run. Your uncle might run a lighthouse, but maybe he doesn't actually do the work. He just lives there. Mm. That's okay. <laughs> You're gonna go visit your uncle in the lighthouse, and you've never. Oh, the thing is, you've never been to the sea. And so you're just doing this thing. And like when you fall and stuff, you say things like, oh, I twisted my ankle, etc. And you like, there's just the dialogue, even in the like oofs and offs. And like when you're struggling up a, a, a hill or a mountain, um, it just has the right balance of things like you being kind of an overexpressive teenager being, ow, uh, uh, while being a video character, you, but not wait, overusing wait, wait, your dialogue. Would you say she's going, ah? <laughs> wow. Oh, a good place to finish there, Lucy. Yeah. Nice roundup. Uh, I can't believe the bad joke that ended the episode wasn't from me, but I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> um, good. I, I, I Thank you, everybody, for for this evening, for the a Highland song, for all of our games of the years. Um, good. I, I think there's, some, there's a lot of games to wish list uh, from this uh from this episode yeah. for all of us to, to return to. Um, wait, wait, a Returnal never made your list, hey? Return- uh, I didn't play much of Returnal. Didn't play much at all. Mm. 
But uh, there's probably some games next year I'll touch on. We'll probably come back to best game of previous year's game kind of thing. Yeah, could be. Uh, Well, Golden Idols from... from I think both of you played it actually last last year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played it this year. Mm, mm. It's my number two. Um, good. Mm. Um, I better go and yeah. see a small human Tend who's crying. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so we will round out this episode saying thank you very much for listening to us this year. We hope you've enjoyed everything that we have done. We've got some new things to come, which you've seen in previous episodes uh, mm. for next year. Little quizzes like and, and good, good yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. things. I was wondering if there was going to be a Chris, uh, like Christmas that. special, but. Probably never the time. No, because mm. we're, we're going to start fresh off New Year. Absolutely. You've both got five out of five, mm. so I didn't want to pit you against each other today. We're, we're, we're oh, bold, yeah, that's right. We're both straight, straight in the fresh. New Year. Absolutely, absolutely. The knives yes. out. <laughs> oh, I did a podcast about yeah. knives out. <laughs> yeah, and it was too long. <laughs> yeah, you know, a thousand percent. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, if you want to get us, we're at outoflives.net on the internet and at Tanks Up Cast on all of the socials. You've listened to us probably all year before you've got to this point. So you know the things to do and the places to go and the people that we are. Um, does anyone have a, a final quick comment on any of their beers? The Brewery Keys was the best one. Ooh. For me. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm. I, I it think. started off mm. haze, a, bit, a bit ropey, but yeah, mm. definitely the mm. best one. Um. For me, I had three discounted beers from Perry Dog Brewing. Uh, I think they like scooped in quality. The Tail Twitcher is my favorite. I think the other two were really good. I think if you wanted a like a slightly alcoholic beer, go for the, the We Love You Mirror Image. You're beautiful. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the but, girl one called again? Uh, crispy girl was actually probably. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a cold IPA. It's the first cold IPA. I get why people might like those. Um, but the thing I like, I like about... a crispy boy. Why not a crispy exactly. girl? Mm. But I would say that I would recommend the tail twitcher above all the other two, basically because it's such a. Like I said, it's a. It's clearly a West Coast IPA, um, but it's doing a thing that shows off the brewery rather than just being a West Coast, and I think that's exactly what you want. Of a flagship beer, mm-hmm. so I'm. If you want a West Coast IPA, you won't be disappointed, but you also learn the balance and taste types of this brewery, which is excellent. And I'm honestly nice. gonna look for more, even if I can't so, get it for two pounds a can yes, yeah, in I, the future, because I, I lucked out having these three beers on offer. So it's a Prairie Dogs version of it, like a toe curler, a tail twitch. Got you. Yeah. Good, good. But also, um, play more. I also went climbing for the first time in six years uh, on the weekend, so I feel like there's a nice climbing like moment. You should play shoe songs. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, that generally just to makes out, just me to round out your year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It seems, yeah. It seems I'll play. Game. I'll get you to. I'll get you to teach me how to climb. Oh, I mean, I songs. literally was my first job in the world was teaching people how to climb. Yeah. 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 So. so if you want climb on at all to teach you to climb, get in touch with us. But otherwise, thank you very much for listening to us this year. They're the games and the beers that we've enjoyed this evening and throughout our year. Join us again next year mm-hmm. in 2024. Thank you for listening. Where we'll talk about All year what round we're looking for. You have to, been here. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see you next year. We've been tanked up. Goodbye.
Bye. <laughs> no, I gotta say ciao, right? Yeah. Ciao. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't think you... Did you say bye, Lucy? I just saw you... Just, just a wave. No, she... I, oh, she I, I did a high screen pitched. Yeah. Oh, I literally oh, I think, I think Discord I thought you were just doing this, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll say bye. www.outoflives.net <laughs> <laughs>